Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Counter Charge, I'm Rob Enough. Uh, tonight we have a collection of recordings taken live at the Kansas City GT uh, that was recently held in, unsurprisingly, Kansas City, Kansas. A huge thanks to Michael Sigler for running a great event and all the participants that attended. That made for a uh, just, just a really fun time for uh, for us. So sit back and enjoy. We are we are back with Donnie, the man who drives more miles to Kings of War events in an annual year than anybody. Yeah, probably. 6,000, getting real close, about yeah. 6,000 6, miles probably at least? Uh, no, it was actually north of 9,000. 9,000 miles last year. season, yeah, it was about, <sighs> can't remember exactly. It was so what kind of 90. gas mileage do you get on that car? You uh, must have a heck of a car. It's about 32 to 34. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, you're, you're an Uber driver too, right? I am, yep. Yeah. So how many miles do you put a year on your car? Uh, last year was 78,000. 78,000 miles? Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. That's like what some people would put in like 10 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe not 10 years, maybe like five years or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's significantly heavy mileage. I used to do a lot of road work, too. Like I used to be a archaeologist, and I used to travel on the road and do a lot of driving one way and then driving back, which I didn't do nearly as many miles as I do now, but I still did a lot of miles. Like I've done a lot of driving in my life. And So do you go through cars like every year? Uh the my last car I had a Volkswagen Golf uh, should have lasted a little longer than it did, but I had that one for about two and a half years, um, probably three to five years. I would is probably going to be the normal range if I don't have like a weird issue. Like so you're getting like three, four hundred thousand miles or something. Um, the Volkswagen Golf actually ended up dying at a, at one hundred and sixty thousand because it had like a. I blew uh, blew a fuel pump and had some crazy issues and interesting, interesting. But yeah, that was bad. But yeah, well, we're at Kansas City GT. <laughs> this is the second one you've been to. Uh yes, this is the second one. And how is it different this year from last year? Uh, we have a few less people. Last year we had twenty. This year we have sixteen. So it's a good you know mid sized mm-hmm. tournament. Um, uh, last year I think we had eight or nine Minnesota guys. This year we have three. So it's a little bit more of a regional variety this time. Like although last time we still did have people from the south and the mountain mm-hmm. and the Midwest all here, which is the same thing here. Is I mean that's the great thing about obviously a lot of these cities right in this area, like near Kansas City in that area, is that it's all within like six to nine or six to nine hour drive of like a huge amount of Kings of War bases. Like I mean obviously you don't quite get to the far coast, but right. like, everything in the center of the country is less than a 10-hour drive to here so <laughs> so you've been to both of his events this is michael sigler's event here in kansas city what feedback have you what, what feedback have you shared with him because you've been to a lot of events you've seen the best events you've seen the worst events what feedback have you uh, provided so far um well i'm just kind of uh my personal preference is i like events that kind of uh, keep it fairly simple and straight uh, straightforward um, I mean it's not gonna I'm not gonna not go to an event if it's not like that but I do like ones that there isn't a lot of confusion uh, for the players so I, I do like the fact that it's kind of straightforward scenario. it's just straight out of the book um, 15 10 5 yep with a nutrition score, yep. which is really easy. Raise is raise, dominates dominate. You don't have to figure anything out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yep. it's really cool. Sure. And one thing, and, and obviously this is always a personal preference, like my particular army doesn't do as well with attrition difference as it does with total attrition. So, like, I do prefer total attrition. Like Northern Kings, where you're just what you kill. Yeah, I'm the same way, right? Like, obviously, I, I can kill a lot of your army. But usually it means you're killing my army because I don't have shooting, right? So it's not I'm not killing you from afar. So I'm I'm having to Yo. fight with you, which means I'm losing stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Both of our armies are like that. Even if you're dominating your opponent, you're trading a number of pieces. Exactly. So like, yeah, exactly. it's like uh, getting max scores in this type of an event with our lists is a little harder. But you know, it is what it is. Every event's gonna have a little bit of a different tweak. Um, the one really unique thing about this, which is interesting, and I wouldn't call it good or bad, but it's interesting, is that the scenario map is actually set in the packet so you actually reset the terrain every turn so everybody plays in the same everybody's terrain. playing the same map which is yep. cool right yep. uh you can't you can't argue that's another variable to your loss or your win you know it's uh everybody had the same tool yeah the same the same the same table set up what else about the tournament setup uh, anything else feedback wise for michael uh, i think mike uh he does a really good job here uh with this and i mean i just really like you know, it's set up pretty clean, and then using the war chest creations, uh, Tim Lonis uh, out of Omaha, using his uh, computer software here uh, to run the tournament, I think makes things run a fair bit smoother. As soon as as soon as everybody gets the basic intro in, like uh, it takes a lot of that uh, headache paperwork out of the way, and once some of those bugs get worked out too. Uh, you don't have that random paperwork error that is... And it's adjustable to the tournament. So, like, the yeah. in this scenario, like, you literally just put in basic stuff, like how many tokens... Like, in the first scenario we played race, how many tokens did you capture? What did you kill? Your opponent does the same thing. And then the computer does the math, figures out what your score, your final score is, you know, the, the attrition difference and all of that, which is really cool. And if you have a scenario... And we don't obviously have it here, but if you had a tournament like... The Michigan GT or something, where it's maybe the scoring is a little different, or 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 a tournament that has bonus objectives that can all be rolled into the <laughs> rolled into the software and it just does it all for you. Um, I'm really uh, excited about you trying it out for Kings of Memphis, and we'll definitely have to have Tim come on and talk to us about work because he's been using it what two years now, at, at, or this will be the second year of Buggy or he's yep. used it, and you guys have played with it a little bit in Minnesota, right? Uh, yeah, for one of the prep tournaments, uh, we were testing it, and uh, that was a little bit more user error in my part because I hadn't played around with the software as much before running it, and then I was also playing in it because it was a small one-day prep tournament, so I didn't have the time to like set up the computer and mess with like the debugging part so there was a few issues that shouldn't have been there that was more user operated but you know being able to test you know some of the things with that and get some of these bugs out is definitely cleaning up his system like it was a nice clean system to begin with but as anybody who knows anything about computer programming knows is the first time through the code there's always going to be issues that you've got to work out that only by volume of testing you're going to actually discover uh, and uh, they're getting to the point now where it's really it's, it seems pretty great. clean and, and for those who don't know you know obviously we'll let Tim talk about it but it, it's a little bit like tabletop TO in the sense that you have a website web interface for the players to input in their scores and, and to check their standings but it's more than that like I said it's got it's customizable where tabletop TO is not mm-hmm. and so you can really adjust uh, the scoring pack the, the software can be adjusted to handle your scoring Yo. Which is great because, you know, with tabletop TO, you typically can put the battle points in, but then you've got like sports or you've got pain or whatever, then that's all got to be done separately. But the software can handle it all, which I'm very excited about. And I, we're using it at the Masters for the first time, I think, this year. Oh, okay. So that would be, that'll be a hell of a test. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Tim does, and he's also Tim has also been great with the community too. Like his Etsy store with Warchest, Warchest Creations. Love his stuff, man. Nice. I I love 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 stuff. In fact, I've been using his widget set for. I can't even tell you. Whenever, whenever he did it, like whenever he came out, and he, and I and I bought one, and he sent me one with the countercharge logo on the top. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I painted it and blinged it out, and slowly over time, some of the wooden sticks have broken, and I've had to replace some stuff. But it's still, uh, still a great, a great set. And I, everything he makes is great. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Yep. So how'd your first game go? It went pretty well. I played uh, Lance Hatcher, um, and he was playing uh, Order the Green Lady list. Um, it was kind of an interesting matchup because um, we both had a few regiments and knights, um, and uh, he had some uh, flying chaff stuff with his Pegasus, and then my Gur Panthers are almost flying chaff. And so it matched, we matched up pretty well with it. Kind of the major difference there ended up being um, like his infantry was uh, more shooty, and my infantry is a little bit more andily with uh, Paladin Foot Guard mm-hmm. versus the Heart Piercers. And um, it kind of came down to. Um, tactically that he kind of got lucky on the weak flank and I got lucky on the strong flank where more objectives were so ended up being like a 4-2 token victory to me and then a plus one attrition because I killed uh, like uh, seven I think it was 1700 points of his and he killed like 1400 points of me Uh, so it was a super bloody game Um, and ultimately it just came down to he won the flank that had less objectives on it so I was able to to win the game because uh, because of that so what was the final score? Uh, 17-4 and nice. then 4-2 on the objectives nice. uh, is what that ended up being. So, so yeah, score-wise it was pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, it was there's some touch-and-go moments, and we had some crazy dice that went both directions. It didn't really – like he had a heart-piercer moment where he had 20 heart-piercer shots, which should do five wounds on a unit that had six wounds on it already, and he did zero wounds. Oh, so he didn't get the test. So yeah. he didn't even get the test. And then he turned around uh, in that same turn, got a night, uh, got a night attack with 20 attacks, and got 19 hits and did 16 wounds. <laughs> picked, picked up so dice, di- dice are uh, his dice got nothing on UB dice. Yeah, his dice. Uh, yeah, they uh, showed us both extreme ends of the spectrum in one turn. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you're playing, and we should mention you're playing your Basilean list. Oh, uh, yep, it's a slightly modified. From my other grind list, I actually pulled Samacris um, from the list. Um, Did you really need him? I mean, so, uh, Samacris lately has been in some games when it gets really tight and mucked up in the center. All that extra healing aura and that heal five can make a huge difference. But I've been finding out that a lot of the games where that would have made a huge difference, I would have probably won anyway, and they might have been closer. Whereas some of the games I'm having issues with are games against some of the faster lists. And so getting rid of Samacris and getting another unit of Mono Paladins and getting some more speed into my list, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping is going to improve uh, my ability. So, so what is your list? Alpha Strikey armies. Uh, right now it is uh, three troops of Gur Panthers, uh, three Paladin Foot Guard regiments, uh, two Ogre Hordes, uh, one with the Chalice of Wrath and one with the Dwarven Ale. Uh, two mounted Paladin Knight units, one of them with the Helm of the Drunken Ram, uh, Julius, and then uh, three Ogre Captains. Next. Nice. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually got a lot of unit strength, too. It's actually 14 drops and has 27 unit strength, and every unit scores, every drop scores. So it's... Uh, that And, you know, that's that's good, right? Like, you want lots of drops and you want lots of unit strength. Yep. For scenario play. Because uh, you kind of have an elite army. 
and yeah. so and, and I'm, I'm sort of the same way so it's like <laughs> I'm, I, I've got to be conscious of the fact that when you're facing some of these horde armies you're like oh, you're, you're on an uphill battle because yeah. they just have so they, they have you strength to spare you know, and I have been testing a 15 drop 31 unit strength list that I kind of modded out, you know, out because I brought Julius back in the list but I had one where I dropped where I dropped Julius and then I added another say it ain't so you gotta have Julius he's the dragon yeah. you gotta have Julius <laughs> yo yeah, Julius is uh, definitely an all-star, and he, he puts out so much threat. So, yeah, I kind of brought had to bring him back in because even though in some scenarios an Ogre Palace Guard Horde can actually do more damage than Julius, their threat range is definitely significant. Well, and you get him in a flank, it's 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 uh, he's much easier to get into the flank, too. So, And as you say, he's speed 20, so charge 20, so that's pretty awesome. Awesome. How far of a drive from uh, Duluth to uh, down here uh, in Kansas City? Oh, it's eight and a half. That's um, not too bad. I was expecting yeah. it to be longer than that. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. Um, I went, uh, drove about two and a half hours down from Duluth to the cities, and then I met John Becker and Hari, and uh, and then we uh, drove from the cities to here, and then my wife has got my car hanging out in the Twin Cities all weekend, and then I'll meet Chef friends up there or something? Yeah, friends, and then also like cleaning contracts, and, and uh, she also does a lot of networking and stuff. Nice. Uh, with uh, business networking. Right Super cool. So. What's next? Uh, Bug Eater's next for you? Uh, Bug Eater will be next. Uh, actually, there's a one-day speed tournament in Minnesota that we're doing right before. Like a Clocks of War type of thing? Uh, yeah, it'll be... Uh, it's actually going to be two speed tournaments in one. We're going to do two three-round speed tournaments in one day. Nice. Um, and then that's going to be a couple weekends before Bug Eater on nice. Sunday up in Duluth. Um, so that will be next. And then, um, and then yeah, then Bug Eater and Masters. And uh, in July. Yeah. And then uh, what do you got in August? Uh, August is Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake, uh, yeah. Which oh, you're, you're helping run it this year, right? Or last uh, few years? I'm going to play, but, I mean, I, I always help kind of pull stuff together. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I used to run it back in the back in the fantasy days so chris always bounces things off for me and i i help kind of be a sounding board so right he doesn't like do something that and what venue you guys are you guys are the venue right before or uh we're gonna be back at the train station okay, i've heard good things it's, um, it's pretty awesome so, um we have been doing it at the moose uh the last few years but we had a weekend conflict with a with a regional event that they have there uh with concerts and everything so we're back at the bigger uh train station nice downtown. but i heard it's a cool event so a, a good venue it's a really awesome venue um it's like in a historical train depot and there's just like tons of space and big that's awesome ceilings it's uh it's a fun venue for sure. And then after that, what are we looking in September? Uh, September is probably going to be Iowa GT and then Michigan. That's uh, Labor Day weekend? Yeah, usually? Labor Day weekend. So, yeah, if, uh, assuming that I make both of those, which I think I will, Iowa GT will be the first weekend of September, and then we've got Michigan GT the last weekend in September. Is the last weekend of September. Okay. Yeah, I think it's – yeah, I, think, I don't know exactly if they have a uh, – this will only be the second year I've gone, so I don't know if they have a – Or is it the weekend or there's a one weekend that's – September and then October on the weekend. Yeah, last year was the first weekend in October, yeah. I think. But this year it's the last weekend in September. So I don't know if they have like a set. Okay. Like I don't know if it's set. You have to, we'll have to get Blake, Blake Short on the show to see what uh, to see what he's thinking. And then what else? So October? Uh, yeah, October. I mean, a guy with your traveling schedule must have this plan years in advance. <laughs> yeah. Or you just go to all of them. and you know. uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then it will be uh, – 
I'm trying to remember. Uh, October will be there'll be Dragonfall. Uh, almost certainly going to that again. I, uh, Dragonfall is a fun. Now event. they moved it to Lake Geneva. Or? Yeah, Lake Geneva. They moved. That was last, last year. They moved, year. right? Yeah, and it'll be there again. Um, there's a. It's kind of a kind of a ritzy, like really nice resort venue there. Uh, so I mean, in Lake Geneva is kind of for people who don't know. It's kind of an expensive area anyway to travel to. Like the hotels are, you know. So so it's a little bit more of an expensive lodging situation. Right. But the venue is really nice. Like the room is really big and everything. So if you're gonna like split lodging and stuff and like stay on site, it's gonna be a little bit more spendy than a lot of GTs to go to. But you could get it down to a you know fairly reasonable yeah. cost splitting rooms and things, and then be on site. Yeah, awesome. How's the podcast going? I've noticed you've been putting some good content out. Uh, uh, yeah, you've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun doing the Lake Squad Fantasy Squad podcast for sure. Um, Chris is gonna kind of uh, be swinging back in and getting more involved again after uh, his long hiatus there. But yeah, it's definitely been fun to uh, add some new format episodes in because before it, the roundtable stuff was fun and those episodes are great and I, I always love those. But it's kind of fun to bring in some of like the author interviews. Yeah, the, well, just just to keep it from being boring, right? Like, mm-hmm. not for the listener, but for you, right? Like, if you're doing the same content all of the time over and over it, it can get uh repetitive right and it's nice to just mix it up so you got any plans for anything any new format any new shows coming down the pipe um there's going to be another author interview um again here with uh, mark um who had done mark barber mm-hmm. yeah mark barber who's mm-hmm. done the uh Basilean, uh level stuff he did pious the the naval book yep he's done a lot of great stuff yeah, and he's done a lot of non-mantic uh, novels as well and historical. Yeah, novels. Infinity. He's got some. I think he's got yeah, some. Yeah, he wrote the Infinity novel uh, as well. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. And so awesome. yeah, he's uh, he's got two uh, Bassland-based novels that are kind of coming out at the same time later this year. Super cool. And we did one episode on one of them already, and there's going to be an episode coming up on the other one here awesome. soon. Um, well, we're going to get you more live recording from events. You go to all these events. We don't have enough live recording. Yeah, I need to do a little bit more of that again. Uh, I kind of got out of a little bit. Everyone, sometimes it, it just gets to be a thing where it's like playing in the event. You're a little I, I, and it's hard. 100%. I know what you're saying. Like, you're like, if I'm playing in the event, like, like actually for Buggy Drum, I'm like, do I really want to bring all the stuff up there? Because Buggy is a little bit different where we don't really hang out at the venue. We hang out somewhere else. Yep. And so where do you put the equipment and stuff? And so, uh, yeah. But I feel you. It's definitely a, a challenge when you are uh, uh, bringing all that stuff up and then finding the time to interview and chat with people. And keeping your head in the game, too. So, yeah. All right. Well, it looks like round two is going to really start. Who are you playing? Uh, round two, I got John Becker, so uh, sweet piece of cake. My driver, so yeah, I've got to be nice to him, or he won't bring me home. So piece of cake. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, good luck, Donnie. Yeah, nice chatting with you, man. Welcome back to Countercharge, everybody. It's a new voice we haven't had on the show before. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Trent Sosby. I'm coming from Colorado Springs, and uh, I've been playing Kings since uh, 2020. This is my third tournament ever. Uh, the last one I went to was Lone Wolf, and uh, we're having a great time up here. Every time I turn around, you guys in Denver are, or not just Denver, but the gen- yeah, general yeah, area, yeah. you're multiplying. You know, then there was Garrett, then there was Tyler, yeah. and then we still have the uh, the four up and four uh, up Denver, guys, yeah. Tom Lyons and those guys. Yeah, great, great ha- channel. Love yeah, that channel. Love their channel. Haven't uh, haven't had the chance to play them yet, but would like to make it up to Denver. Well, it seems like they only make it to Adepticon. Yeah. So hopefully we can we can do that. But so welcome to the scene. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you. So you've been playing since 2020? Yeah, 2020. I started, um, you know, just playing a proxy game with bases. Kind of. And who got you into it? Was it Garrett or was it uh, Tyler? John Hogue. John Hogue from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did that happen? All right. So I was. Give me the story because geographically, you're all over the place. Yeah. So I've been a nerd my whole life growing up. Been playing stuff like uh, Magic since 2010, 2011. And uh, was interested in fantasy um, for a while. I never, like, made the jump to actually play the game. But th- right when I was actually getting ready to, like, buy my army and get started, they nuked it with Age of Sigmar. So I was looking for So you, you were a refugee. Yeah. Yep. Warhammer refugee. Yeah, absolutely. 2015, that summer was a depressing summer. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for alternatives, and I think I stumbled across the first one was Mastercrafted on YouTube. Mastercrafted with yep. Kyle Prezelinski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what introduced me to the game. And then Luke's APS, I saw his painting videos about He's it. He's a big, big proponent of yep. Kings of War as well. And now, where were you geographically located at this time? Were you still in Georgia? Okay, so in 2020, when I actually finally made the jump to Kings of War, I was in Texas at a. Uh, you had been bouncing around a yeah, lot hard. Yeah. Man, you, you must live the life of Riley, man. You're, man, so man, me Georgia, my, yep. Texas, yep. Colorado, yep. and now Germany. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Georgia, Virginia, Texas... Poland, <laughs> Texas, Georgia, Colorado. Oh yeah. my God! That's about and, the last and now, and now Germany. Yep. To be. Yeah, getting ready to move to Germany in July. Uh, so all you German players that are listening, which is probably like <laughs> two of you, reach out. Let's get you in contact with Trent so he can uh, have some more opponents when he's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been talking to a couple of people from Germany, getting ready uh, when I make the move to get ready to start playing. So Where in Germany are you moving to? Uh, moving to Germersheim. I think it's. Oh man, typical American West, South, Southwest Germany. It's close to the French border, so. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And how long are you going to be there? Uh, three years. Uh, up to five, probably three years. And then. Are you excited? Come back. Yeah, we're really excited. My wife grew up there. Oh, your um, wife's German? Yeah. No, no, no. She's American. Okay. But her dad worked over there. So I see. Her dad was a mil- military guy? Yep. Or? yep. Awesome. Yeah, so we're re- I'm really excited to get over there and uh, try check out the different scenes. Yeah, wait, and you're gonna get to go to Mantic and go. Oh go, yeah. yeah, and you know, and you have to hook up with Nick Williams. He's a, he is a uh, European continental traveler. Okay. Of tournaments, uh, Nick. If you haven't listened, we just had an episode with him on this past week, and he was just talking about going to the Czech Republic and oh, yeah. Germany and, and all over the place. So. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. I gotta I want to make it to at least. Uh, what is it? The Clash of Kings. The Clash of Kings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that's a Mantic headquarters. Is that what? Uh, it, it depends. Or, it yeah. has been in the past. But it's also been down in Firestorm Games or Maelstrom Games. Or, yeah. Uh, different or Northeast Center Gaming Center, yeah. whatever they call them. But yeah. So that's exciting, man. Yeah. So super excited. Here's what's really crazy. You've been playing since 2020. We're only a little bit into 2022. Yeah. It's two and a half years. You have two armies already. Yeah. All painted. Yeah. Yeah. I have about. Uh, let's see. A little bit more than 2,300 for Undead. I think I have a, probably like 2,800 points on Undead. I never really went the meta way. It just didn't You like just did You weren't uh, playing all the whites and wraiths and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't vampires. Well, I, let me just say, I definitely run whites because you have to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't run the race. I don't run Soul Reaver. Uh, it's more uh, like werewolves and whites are my hammers for that. Nice. But yeah, had well, that's, that's one of the beauties of Undead is you, there's lots of different ways to play them. Oh, yeah, yeah, insane ways. But uh, no, and then my second uh, army, which I actually just painted up two weeks ago for KCPT. looks great. Looks great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, how long have you been working on it? Uh, the the army, it was okay. So let's see. Garrett asked me to go, not this last part. Two weeks ago, 
It was still in the box, sealed in plastic. I had two I, weeks yeah. from <laughs> opening the boxes, cleaning the models, yeah. getting them based and painted yeah. Yeah. to a fully painted army. So all I have to say is invest in an airbrush. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about it's forces of nature. Yep. What's in your list? Okay, so um, I run uh, two hordes of earth elementals, just vanilla. Mm-hmm. Don't really need anything on them because they're you know earth elementals. Yeah. Two hydras, uh, just for some more sticking power, some more tar pit action. Um, and then I run the, uh, oh my god, what is it? The air elemental horde, so, or the formation, so two air elemental hordes and a uh, big air dude. And then I have a unicorn, uh, replace seal five with uh, lightning bolt five, and then through celestial restoration on him. And then I have a uh, Pegasus and a Glade Walker. So it's pretty uh, elite, especially compared to what I was running with Undead with all my zombies and stuff and chaff, but. I've uh, I really enjoyed playing it. I haven't enjoyed playing ogres with it, but well, I we're still gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get I to that in just a minute. It. Yeah, yeah, a little foreshadow there. Um, so this is your third tournament. Third tournament. But KCGT, yep. Lone Wolf yep. this year. What was the first I one? Did uh, the first one was in? Oh my god! Was a bug eater? It was a Circle of Iron. Circle. And this was just the crazy part. It's like <laughs> you're so random. Like Circle of Iron last year, or was it this year? It was. I was still in Georgia, so it'd have been. Uh, it's in the. Is it springtime? Summertime? Yeah, it's March, I think. It would have been. Uh, Maybe March or June back then. Can we move March or June? Twenty-one. It would have been. 21. Okay. Yeah. And that's so that's run by Mark, Mike Byram out down in uh, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama. <laughs> as they say down there. Great group group of guys. I just you know I was. You just reached out to, to them and say yeah. I want to play, and yeah, they exactly. said yeah, come on down. I sent the to um, an email like, hey, I'm a brand new player. I've played one game before. Like, what do you think? And he told me, you know, come on down. Everybody was super helpful, and uh, didn't showed be- you the ropes. Yeah, didn't beat up on me too bad. Um, what well, did you find? How, how'd, how'd the shooting go down? Did you see a lot of shooting down there? Yes. Oh, my God. A lot of shooting, yeah. First time I played Dwarves was just a nightmare. I just completely got shot. And let's call him out. Who, who are you playing? I can't remember. What do you look I like? I not remember. Hmm. An older gentleman? Yeah, he was older. Was he? Did he have a son with him? He did. That's that's uh, uh, John Blakemore. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah that's and Jackson Blakemore is his yeah. son. Yeah. Yeah, John's a dirty man. He, yeah, bring, he, brings, the, he brings the guns. Beautiful army. Very nice. A lot of uh, interesting models that are not normal, you don't normally see in an army. I remember seeing a lot of, uh, like, uh, OSL on Mm -hmm. his elementals and stuff, but it was nasty, yeah. That was my first taste of shooting and my first taste of Defense 6, all in the same game. Oh, because he had the the Defense 6, the the Earth Elementals. Yep, yep, absolutely. Is that why you play Earth Elementals now? (laughs) I I love them. Yeah. I love them. But, hey, when you know, when you have Thunder 2, Crush 2, it kind of negates it but yeah so you went from this smaller tournament in alabama like probably 25 ish people yeah and your next one you decided let's just go right into the big pool yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go lone wolf 2022 yeah uh all 70 players or whatever it is (laughs) yeah so talk to me about the juxtaposition that's got to be a just that's got to be a big change from that to that it was a huge change it was uh, honestly like the first day i was there i was just Stunned at the number of people, and also how friendly everybody. I can't get over that. Everybody in the community. What games did you play? We talked about this. You played fantasy before this. Um, a little bit. I messed around with it. I tried to tried 40k. It wasn't really my forte. I've always been more of like a fantasy, you know, yeah. Lord of the Rings sure. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that though. It, it, it it's a great thing for you to say because I I think it does it does speak to the the quality of player that we have that are very welcoming and you know I mean I think generally like. Most of the players would, even though we're trying to win, we want you to learn. We want you to be better. We want you to, you know, and so, like, they're very, uh, 
free with their praise or their instruction yeah. or their, their their help. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes some tournament scenes are a little bit more, I don't want to call it caustic, but they can be a little bit more uh, me, 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 and not, not as helpful or a lot yeah. of... I don't know if you know much um, from Magic the Gathering. Uh, no, I don't know much. Go ahead and fill yeah. me in. So, How you know, bad there's, is it? There's a, All I remember about Magic the Gathering is the guy that <laughs> took the butt crack pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, well, he got banned from that, all that. I don't think he could play it. Like, That's any tournament I, I thought it was but hilarious, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if you look at, if you type in MTG on Google, it probably be the, the first, first page. Yeah, yeah. First picture. But no, just uh, I played a little bit of competitive magic, nothing, nothing crazy like some yeah. regional 1Ks and stuff like that. And just it's almost like me and Garrett were actually talking about this on the drive up here. Magic is almost like you're playing not to win, but to make your opponent lose. If that makes sense, it's very. I don't know. Uh, like, if you're playing a magic, a competitive magic game, there's no way somebody would tell you that you're doing a misplay. They'll just let it go. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times here that everybody's done it. It's like, oh, you sure you want to do that? You know, look at this little like nuanced angle. Did you look at this angle, like, or yeah, did you yeah, want to yeah. stay out twelve? Yeah. Because I think the big thing is maybe what you're alluding to is we call it, the term we use is gotcha game. Yeah. Whereas absolutely. magic is a gotcha game, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a game where the first time you see something, you get punished, um, and, and to a lesser degree. There are gotcha moments in this game. Surge. Yeah. So the, yeah. so I'm sure the first time you played against Surge, it was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you had a gotcha moment at your first tournament you told me about where you learned the individual rule. Yeah. So you had yeah. three individual rules. You had three individual. <laughs> tell a story. Yeah, so I had the uh, pleasure of playing um, Nathan Clevenger and his uh, Night Stalkers. So I had, I think I had three individuals. Yeah, this was back when I was playing Undead. It was like a werewolf, like three werewolf hordes. Like I didn't have whites or anything like that. Uh, but Undead, ghouls, a lot of zombies and stuff like that. And at one point, and you know, he had his uh, legion of bloodworms with the hammer. <laughs> That's such a bullshit unit. But it's so tags, good. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. But I, uh, at some point, it wasn't even that long into the game. It was like turn two or three maybe. And um, I had lined up my individuals to get, uh, I think, to a cast on something further away. And in my mind, I was like, oh, the individuals are here. They're going to block the rear of my zombies. Like, I'm good to go. But nope, that is when he rolled in with his Legion of Bloodworms, knocked out three individuals. So knocked out yep. one, overran yep. into the next yep. one. Overran into knocked the next out one. The, yep. and So boom, 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 and then yep. into the rear of into your... the rear of uh, zombies, yeah. Good and there was a Legion of Zombies? Good times. I uh, think I was just running hordes then. Still though, that's yeah, it was pretty it was devastating. Nasty. Yeah. So you, but you learned. Yep. And you've I never not, made that mistake. I have not forgot that uh -huh. rule. <laughs> so Nathan, Nathan, your your tutelage has stuck. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, what about this event? I mean, so obviously you went Circle of Iron, Lone Wolf, and now you're here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I, this I is love smaller, it. This, yeah, this smaller is smaller. Yeah, interesting. Event. There's uh, what do we got? Eight tables here. Yeah, so 16 players. Yeah, 16 players. So it's small, but it's kind of nice because. Um, you know, at a bigger event with 70 people. You don't get to meet everybody. It's kind of hard to meet everybody. And as a newer player in the community, especially in this area, it's been really nice. I've gotten to meet everybody, talk to everybody, just figure out what's going on. It's, it's, I've really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. And well, you, you're also, you also hang out with some pretty cool guys with Garrett and Tyler. Yep. Yeah. Right. So they're kind of like concierges too, right? Like <laughs> they know a lot. I mean, especially Tyler. He knows yeah. everybody. And I don't think I've ever seen Tyler where he's not smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're great guys. Uh, Try to get practice games in with them, and you know they beat me up, but I learned something every game. So 
No, it's I'm, well. I'm, I mean, Tyler yeah. used to be terrible at Kings of War, and then Garrett got his got his little like you know, see the movie Ghost where he's like making the vase. He's like you know, <laughs> sculpting him, and yeah. and now he's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's like his his protege. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Or his Padawan. Yeah. yeah, he's a, yeah. <laughs> So what's next for you? Obviously, you're moving to Germany. You got another yeah. army in the mind? Another army um, thinking about? So well, one of the reasons I wanted to do Force of Nature is, well, number one, I like Garrett's list. That's the one I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the idea that if you wanted to pivot a different way, like I don't have any uh, fire elementals or anything like that. Just kind of Does he have hydras in his list? Out. Who? He, Garrett. Yeah. He has, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I, I don't see I don't see hydras that much, and I don't know. I I don't know if it's just that people think they're not cost effective i'm not sure i just think honestly they're not going to kill anything by themselves right yeah you know you get uh, but they can tie stuff up with yeah, the dash exactly. 18 right yeah. nerve uh 16 18 16 18 but nerve defense, defense five, five, five and it's a 75 millimeter base and yeah. then obviously the more damage they take the more wounds yep i was a little surprised that they only have the, the five wounds i thought they had or five attacks so they yeah. had more but still it's not what are they 150 points uh yeah 150 so yeah. that's not too bad Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we'll start to see a resurgence. <laughs> Hydras. And you, you use the GW models? Yeah. That's a cool I model. like those models, too. Yeah. Did you already have a Dark Elf army? Uh, no, no. Actually, uh, there's a ton of game stores in Colorado Springs. and um, I'll shout A lot of used stuff? Or? Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure about the that market. Yeah, but I was looking at. You, uh, but you bought new. You bought- oh yeah, yeah, it was new. So it, they were actually in the old fantasy boxes. They'd been on the shelf with some dust. Yeah, yeah. And the guy gave me a great deal on two of them, so it was perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. And that kid is amazing. Yeah. Because you got yeah, like yeah. the sucker heads, like yep. the like the, the yeah. lamprey heads. I got so many uh, bits uh, left over exactly. from it in my bit box. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna add to the army? Um. I really like the fire elementals. I really do. I they're, what are they? Crushed two? Yeah, they're crushed two. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say. And they're resin too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're a man that knows metal. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got. I'm not a. Because you've got the 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 earth elementals in your list, right. and those yeah. are like chunky. Yeah. I try to I try to buy the mantic models. Um, number one, just I like the company support. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I really like. And if you like the models, great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a I'm a young blood, so I don't like the metal models like all the, all no, the old I don't timers either. do. No, I, oh, I, I I'm an old timer, and I can't stand yeah, metal yeah. models, especially ones that you can put in a sock and kill somebody with. Oh God, yeah. So well, all right, well, you wanted to go on a little bit of a rant here. Obviously, you played how many ogres did you play this today? I played uh, two, two out you of played three. Played me, of my and you played Andrew yeah. Mitten, yep. right? Andrew Mitten. And who did you play in the first round? Um, Tim Tim Lonis with Tim Lonis yeah. with his rat can. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So how's your? Let's just go over your games. Okay. okay. Uh, Tim's Tim's game. How'd that go? Oh, it was I such a such a great game. I was pretty nervous. This was actually the first game I played with the army. Like I didn't yeah. practice rounds because I was building for the last yeah. two weeks and painting. And we were playing Rays in that first round. Uh, yeah, it was Rays with uh, max tokens. So seven. Yeah, it's three on three right, and yeah, one in the middle. Yeah, seven. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was a, such a killer game. Like, I, did you win? At the yep, yeah, I, I eked it out. Nice. Um, I think it was. And your reward for eking it out was to play Andrew Minton. Yep. Yeah. And then he, uh, yeah, got uh, got tabled there. I did kill some of his army though. I think I killed. Uh, what was like in his list? He had a couple croc dog wranglers, right? He he runs the one with uh, was it like five regiments of the. Uh, yeah, it's the more the the yeah, regiments yeah. that unlock more characters. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that as much. I, I just think that like I, I want to have the the higher nerve and like well, I mean even in our game like if those are regiments, you're, you're killing those. Yeah. In the trade off well, with my nerve rolls, well, with your nerve I, rolls, I yeah, know. we get definitely used to be guys. So, and then obviously, we played. Let's you, you can you, you can give a rundown of the game, yeah. and then we'll talk about what what do you think that your army or what you're struggling with with, with ogres. Yeah. So, 
Oh, what are those guys? You had the siege breakers, right? So I have four hordes of siege breakers, yeah, 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 yeah. one horde of warriors, uh, Namagrok, two warlocks, both with drain life, one with conjurer staff and scorched earth. Um, the mammoth with the big deal because he's he's, yeah. he's a big deal, right? A berserker bully, and that oh, and then Kuzlo and Madfall, yep. which yep. pretty interesting. I, I the fight it took me three games before I was stopped killing myself with yeah. Him. You know, and actually keeping him away from my yeah, own stuff. Yeah, no, that makes sense now because you ran him way out, like on the first. Man, because yeah. I already have low enough nerve, and then I'm just making it easier for you to kill me. I'm like, ugh. So we'll go ahead. We were playing. Uh, we played dominant in the second round, and in this round we played uh, push, push, push. The yeah, one with the to- yeah, yeah. trying to get the tokens over the. So to- walk yeah. me through the game. Okay, so first thing, let's see. So you chose sides, and you went first, which I think right. was yeah. interesting because it, it yeah. kind of made. Me be more aggressive and just it like, did. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you stayed at a charge range, obviously. So I think, honestly, first mistake was when I put um, tokens on my hydras. I should have just put them all because the, the you're earth, slowing them down at that the point. The earth elementals are already speed five. I should have just thrown them on there. Like I don't surge the earth elementals that much. Yeah. So I don't think it would have hurt me. Yeah. And I would have had a little bit of extra. You know, and it's defense projection. six with the yep. dash. Dash eighteen with the horse. So like that's a good that's a good push unit, yeah, right? Like it is. Those Absolutely. are big bad mammy jammies yeah. or. Put them all in one unit and just keep it yeah. behind, right? Yeah. So I can all, you know, yeah, have the surge on that. But um, and then the other issue was is flank. So I was, it was my right, your left. Where you put, you put all three of your tokens on the left. on one horde of warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way we you, had a weird terrain yeah. setup though, where it was like two barns. Yeah. And like the only thing they could get through is like a horde of warriors. Yeah. Of my of my ogres, your like scorch wings are too yeah. big, right? So and that was the issue is, is when I saw that over there. Um, you know, I had uh, placed my scorch wings and unicorn on the right flank. I put my pegasus. Yeah, I put my pegasus on the left. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna push up. I'm gonna clear that unit, and then we're just gonna just move in. Basically, yeah, was the idea. So clear your token unit. And so in retrospect, react. what would you have done differently? You think? So the the mistake I made. I know we talked about this earlier. Is on the first turn you wavered one of my scorch wings horde. Mm-hmm. Scorch wings. Yeah, scorch wings horde, and it kind of. Kind of threw you through. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You were like, "Oh my god, what do I do now?" Into my plan, and um, I was too aggressive with the other scorch wing. Because it was the second turn you charged. Yep. Yeah, I charged the second turn. I don't think I, I didn't. I didn't shoot with them at all, did I? Uh, I don't think you did. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe no. Yeah, no, you're right. No. I didn't. Yeah. So I ran two scorch. And you have scorch wings, and they're and, the, and, and they're really good shoot. at shooting stuff. Yeah. So you should shoot stuff. You know, twenty. You have an eighteen inch range, right? Yeah, eighteen inch. And range. I have tokens on my dudes. Yep. Three tokens. Yeah. So I can only charge ten. Oh my god. Right? Yeah, now that man. So okay. you're if you're at, if you're at 18, you shoot me. You shoot me. Yeah. I move up 10. It, well, I mean, if I chase you down, eventually I'll get you. But like, yeah. you you can do some tricky stuff. And I guess maybe if the second one is unwavered, get them both shooting the same target. Yeah. You know. Um, but I mean, I could have even done something like, uh, you know, like you said, they those guys have a 12 inch charge range, right? Speed six. They do. Well, speed five with the tokens. Speed five with the tokens. Yeah. They were speed five with the token. I could have got within 18. Could have moved. And, and to be fair, back you five, probably yeah. could have been shooting them. Yeah. And knowing me, I wouldn't have been chasing you down. Yeah. Like I would just keep pumping heels and stuff because, um, and and you're staying away from the drain life. So really, I'm just stuck with yeah. heel, heel five or six, right? So I just, I think, honestly, I just lost it on that flank because you had the three tokens coming over anyways. And then well, once you charged in, and then yeah. after that, it was like two turns later, they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Because I've got heal, yep. and then I had drain life. Yep. And it was like, Bleh. and then I had yeah. Madfall coming behind, so you're minus one nerve. Yeah. And so, and you had, you did have a, 
uh, unicorn, right? Yeah, unicorn over there. Um, By the way, so cool model. What's that from? Uh, that's so, owl model. Oh, is it, is it Reaper? The, it's the Owlbear. I got it from uh, Trollhorde Ga- Troll Games. But okay. I, I don't know what the company okay. is, actually. Okay. Yeah, it was like it was like four bucks for them. Yeah, yeah. I so like it. Awesome. Super yeah. cool. I love Owlbears. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I, I'm I really just like, yeah. a good Owlbear, man. I'm, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically on the one flank, we had a horde of warriors facing yeah. off with Scorchwing um, with, with some support. Yeah. And then... Kind of walk us through the rest of the battle line. Yeah, just uh, just to follow up on the on the flank thing. So with the score twings, we talked about this after. There's no way that you know one charge, even with a thunder one, is going to take on a unit like that. I should have just waited. I should have flew behind you, like something, just to, to force or your if, hand. Or a to your point, more. even if you moved within ten. Yeah. Shot me. Yep. I was standing in the woods, so at least I'm coming out swinging yeah. on fours and yeah. threes, right? Yeah. So. In retrospect, at the very least, if you wanted to shoot me, use the unicorn. Just okay. put him out like 11 or yeah. whatever. So it's like, I got to move up. Remember, I'm in the woods, so yeah. I can't I can't run out. Oh, so I'm only yeah, moving yeah, five. Yeah. Yep. Good point. So you could probably two or three turns of me just to get to the unicorn yeah. or two turns and then yeah. punch him for a turn. And all that time, you're just peppering away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about it. 28 shots from two hordes of Scorch Wings. Five lightning bolts every single turn. Yeah, I mean, lesson learned. What about the rest of the the battle line? So, because yeah. you had your token spread out, even you had like a token on. Yeah, each had, hydra um, had one. I had one on each hydra. So the way I set it up is uh, two earth elemental hordes in the middle, mm-hmm. and then a hydra on each side protecting the flanks. And the way I put the tokens is I put one on each hydra and then one on the one of the earth elemental hordes. Yeah. What but, about yeah? You know, because you had like a very condensed battle line, and then behind that you had your air elementals yeah. and stuff, right? I'm almost thinking, man, why wouldn't you put your air elementals all the way on your left flank and yeah. kind of where you had your Pegasus? Right. And have them kind of come up and swing around, move, because they have nimble? Yeah. They have nimble? Yep. Uh, no, no. They don't have they nimble. Don't, yeah. So, but the big guy does, right? No. No, he doesn't have nimble either. Does he? I don't well, think no, he does. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not But sure. you can still move so. up 10 yeah. and then pivot. Yeah. Yeah, the only issue I have with, uh, and I tried that in a list that I was running. It was Forces of Nature. It was uh, different than this. I was running Forest Shamblers. Mm-hmm. But I had the formation and the same, like, uh, support characters basically, right. and I would run the formation as battle group on one of the flanks. But at that point, I didn't have any inspiring because with this list, there's only uh, two inspiring units. So the idea and that, that was your your uh, druid, yeah, Radagast, and then the unicorn. Yeah. The unicorn. So the intent is for you know the unicorn and the scorch wing. Do you need more inspiring in that list? Yeah, maybe. Honestly, I need to need to look at that before Bug Eater. Yeah, but uh, I don't we'll know. To, you, well, maybe we'll get to play again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Are you gonna play? Are you gonna play Obis? I, I, uh, <laughs> I probably there'll probably be the final swine song. We're yeah. and we're starting an army challenge. You should join us, by the way. Mantic Army Challenge starts June first. We're going oh. for six months. We're gonna go through the end of the year, and we're gonna try to paint 20, 2,100 points. I think oh, seven months. Points. Okay. Three hundred points a month. Yeah, that's not bad. That's no, a, what that's like a unit or two a month. And all the rule is just paint. A scoring unit a month, and then at the end we want to have a twenty-one hundred point list. Okay. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be really cool to see what people can do. You know, we got Ronnie Renton's involved. He's gonna do it. Yeah. And we got a bunch of other people that are gonna jump on. So, of course, Ronnie he only paints dwarves. So. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that would be good because I have a huge pile of shame at the house. So. Do you? Yeah, it's more forces too. So. Really. Yeah, forces of nature. Okay. So what are you going to add to the? Are you, are you thinking about adding some stuff or adding? Um, I think you know this with the third game with it. I think I'm definitely going to run it as is. That's a very good point. Yeah. Don't change the army. Right. Play it. Right, play right. it. Play it. Play it. Play it. But really you know, understand how it plays, and then 
make small adjustments. Yes. Uh, until you find just the right yeah. army. I just I think forces of nature are so like a you know like a diverse army because you can move into Order of the Green Lady. You can move well, and you're neutral too, so you can take yeah. all kinds of allies yeah. if you want. I'm not an allies guy, but you could be. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I kind of like uh, you know with only my second army. I kind of like focusing on the lore and stuff. Like with the army, kind of get into. You are hardcore like on the lore. Like we should we should mention. Yeah. You know why don't you grab your uh, your background story right? Oh, I don't want to read that. You want me to read I it? Don't, I don't. Yeah, you can read. I'll it. read let, it. Let, let I'll read it. it. I'll read it. it. Knock, knock, knock. Radagast awakened to a thumping on the door of his hut. Normally, a knock in the middle of the night would frighten even the most fearsome warrior, but Radagast had lived under the watchful trees of the forest of Galahir for centuries now. He knew every branch, every leaf, every creature that set foot in the realm of the Green Lady. Annoyed, he finally answered the door. His mood immediately changed when he saw who had summoned him from his slumber. It was Deeproot, forest warden of Galahir that had knocked on his door. Radagast held counsel with Deeproot many times, but he had never seen the emotion on his face that he now discerned in the gentle flicker of the fireplace. Fear. Before he could get a word in, Deeproot began speaking in that long, slow speech that the tree wardens favor. Radagast. It's been many moons since I was able to enjoy your counsel. I apologize for intruding on these hours of silence, but we must make haste. Radagast asked, what is going on, Deeproot? Deeproot said, the humans of Lethrak have made a move on our borders. In a few days, one of their mages built a tower on the border of our beloved forest. We thought nothing of it, but of course kept a weary eye pointed in the human's direction. But after the tower was complete, they began cutting away the youngest trees of our forest. The other tree wardens in the area have not been heard from since. Ominous. Radagast, understandingly the severity of the situation, simply said, I will take care of it, Deeproot. Please go and gather the other druids and the tree wardens. I feel this is the beginning of something much bigger than ourselves. Deep Root bowed his deep, slow bow, and in a blink of the eye, disappeared back into the trees. Radagast, now fully awake at the news of the human incursion, immediately began going to work. He started the spells needed to summon the defenders of Galahir. It was still dark in the forest when he summoned the earth elementals and scorch wings to his cause. Before he began his speech, numerous other creatures of the forest appeared. It was as if the green lady herself had listened to the conversation between him and Deeproot. Radagast drew up the plans and gave his orders. They were to attack at first light and rid the beloved lands of the human parasite. The wrath of the creatures and wardens of Galahir will be feared across all of Panthor. Thank you, sir. And I love that you actually, you actually, he is Radagast. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. in, like, Radagast the Brown from yeah, I got the, uh, Middle Earth. The Radagast uh, model kit. It, can't, it come with a bunch of stuff, like three different versions of Radagast. Yeah, like a sled used, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I just used the um, one model for, on the 25 mil base to, for the Gladewalker Druid. Well, you also had... Uh, is it Galahir? What's the, the 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 special? You have you have a Lord of the Rings eagle in your. In your oh yeah yeah the uh, one of the great eagles yeah yeah that's as a great a, kit as a Pegasus that's oh, one of the so best great. kits I it's been years since I painted it but 
it's, it was a two pack. Man, like, just yeah, the the two pack. So I, ha- I have plastic. another one. Oh, so um, but good! It's so much fun to paint. Like all the wings are textured so nicely. Like all, honestly, all it takes is a base coat, like two dry brushes, and it looks phenomenal. Well, let's listen to this. This is great stuff, man. Name of your army. What, what's the what's the title of your army? So the title of my army is March of the Glaherian. So Glaherian, Glahir, uh, however you want to say it, is one of the the older forests in Panathor. Yeah, um, so, I'm digging, yeah. man. And then, uh, you got Rob Berman's. You just burned it right here now, man. <laughs> and uh, I know uh, just reading through the lore, I think a deep root is the tree, the main tree warden in there. So I threw him in here, and I thought it was cool because it's such a when you look at the map in the third edition rule book, it's such a small like patch of forest. Up uh, near the uh, what is it? The rift, the abyss, the abyss rift, and then it's uh, flanked like on all sides. Good stuff, man. Hey, thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. It's good I stuff. It. So, question: I like the fact that you didn't put uh, fire elementals in because yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Like you're trying right. to defend a forest, you don't want the fire guys yeah, burning exactly, up stuff. Exactly. But where? But where are the forest shamblers? The forest shamblers? Because you think they would be like they'd be mad, like cutting the trees down. See, my my thinking behind the story is is um, so Radagast is taking care of this. Deep Roots going in the forest, getting right. ready to assemble him mm-hmm. to go elsewhere and take care of other problems. So really, I think uh, when I was writing it, you know, I uh, am setting it up for later stories. So this is like verse one. When I change the army, I can go to uh, or chapter one. And, and what I really dig, two. though, now that I read that, your display board makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. So the display board is a forces of nature army, yeah. as described in the story, attacking a giant tower. So that's the intent is um, I kind of... So I, t- I did all this last minute. So oh, that's I couldn't, awesome. I couldn't build it exactly how I wanted, but uh, what I did is, uh, oh man, where was it at? Michael's. You know they have the framed uh, cork boards. I sure can believe that. So I just grabbed it. Did you remember to use the the coupon? Oh, the coupon. What? Michael's has coupons, right? Oh my god! I could save like ten bucks. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, next time. Next time. I wish I would have had a little bit more room to add more trees. Like so. Well, question: you, Would you next time? Would you make because you, you're you're in portrait mode? Yeah. So would yeah. you maybe turn it sideways to give yeah. yourself a little bit more of a canvas? Absolutely. With, left to right. And that was something that uh, you know I saw when I finished everything. Like I painted a, a mm-hmm. little three D printed wizard tower for it. Um, and when I put everything on, it looked good. But you can't the way the units are facing the wizard tower because they're you know charging it, and then. Um, you only see the back of the tower when you're looking at the units. So just something I would change. But I like the idea of, you know, there's like open land and then you just have a couple of trees showing they're like coming out of the forest ready to go. Right. Yeah. Those could be forest shamblers. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have about, uh, this is going to be embarrassing. Well, they're metal. Though, about which is, which 20, 24 shamblers in my box at home. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, did you just decide to like buy a whole bunch of forest shamblers? Yeah. Or I a just, previous list was just like a lot of forest shamblers. Yeah. And you were I'll, taking like, were you taking the tree warden, uh, the the big, yep. the, yeah. the, tr- the the what do they call them? The tree warden and the willfather. Yeah, yeah, those guys are nasty. So I do eventually. You need to have point, that in your list. Yeah, that, we were talking about defense six. Absolutely. At some point, I definitely want to move into more forest shamblers like that. But honestly, all lore aside, like the air elemental formation is just kind of hard to beat. So it's pretty good. So explain to the audience what is that? So it's two hordes of air elementals. Yep. And a greater yeah, air elemental. Yeah, and what do you get for that? Elemental. So the greater air, air elemental gets um, the brutal aura for all airbound, and then the biggest. So thing is, if you're within range, everybody's got yeah, brutal. Yeah, nice. Six, you know, normal six inch aura, and then the other thing is that the um, air elementals get a five plus regen. Wow. Yeah, which that I, can be helpful because you're I, only defense four, right? Exactly. I completely forgot about that in my second game, but that's okay. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate great it. stuff. Go ahead. This is your this is your time to rant. 
how ogres are busted and they oh, suck. Oh, man, I just, those freaking big shields, you know what I yeah. mean? Did he big have, shields. did Andrew have siege breakers? Uh, he did not, actually. I think he, no, he didn't have any. Yeah, he just had the, uh, the, the warriors. regular. The, yeah. You had the one horde of warriors, I right? did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you put your tokens on. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, but I guess you wanted to beef up your middle with the actual siege breakers. And they hit harder. That's the bigger thing. They yeah. they, they, they hit with crushing two versus Oh, that's right. One. That's right. Okay. And, and I was actually just going to stay there and then, you know, um, maybe whittle... Well, you gave me a gift when you charged in. Yeah, I, I was did. like, Woo, I okay. So now <laughs> I, I know I, I, it might take me two or three turns, but I'm going to get him and then should be able to push the three tokens over yeah. the line. But just sort of stay, stay in the woods, fight if we have to. But yeah. it's, it was, I mean, it was a perfect, like... You know, um, almost like a Spartan 300 type deal where, like, there's only the, room yeah. for, like, a little bit. So, like, you, I don't even think you could put Scorch Wings and the Unicorn in there. No, that's what I was about to say. Talking about, I know you mentioned it. We had, the, like, a really weird terrain set up on the right side yeah. of the table. Thanks, Michael. We, we appreciate and, that. <laughs> but everybody had that. But our buildings were just giant barns. Yeah. So, very weird. But so, the, the way it was is only one Scorchwing Horde, because, you know, they're on the huge 150 by 100 mm -hmm. uh, base. Which is weird, given the size yeah. of the models. Yeah. Well, I, th I think they fill it up. I was a little no, bit worried know, about that. Did, but yeah, they're high four, up. too, right? Uh, yeah, high four. High four. Yeah. I like the models. But they're cool. Yeah, no, I love the Scorchwing models. They do, uh, any, honestly, anything like with the fire. And the fire elemental models are great, too. So, it, honestly. As I'm, is the greater. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing. I'm gonna be doing salamanders for the thing. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm. I can't. I haven't come yeah. up with a list yet. So I'm working on that in my head. I'm like, what do I? And I would love to paint some fire elements. I mean, I'm gonna paint a phoenix. Yeah. So definitely get that going. But man, the fire elements are just and they're resin. Yep. They're like oh, they're screaming. Man. You like? Yes. Call me. You know, like if I was to do water elementals. I thought about this. If I was doing a Forces of Nature list, I'd call it Fire and Ice. Oh, and I would use yeah. the Ice Elementals because they're resin and, and use them as water. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like a frozen yeah. forest. Fo frozen, but then there's the heat. I don't know. That might might be something down the road. Oh, man. Speaking of the uh, Ice Elementals, that's, that's uh, what is it? Northern, Northern Alliance. Alliance. Mm -hmm. They, uh, so, not to pivot, but to Armada. They're coming yes. to the Northern Alliance. So, are you a Armada player? And then I played one game. Yeah. Uh, on last Tuesday, actually, with uh, so I played against Tyler, but we have another guy, Alex, who and he's a local player that put yeah. it's just the random stuff that I love yeah. about this community. Like Garrett was saying, like he posted on his store that hey, anybody play Armada, and people are like, yeah, we play Magic games, and like you just connect with people, like yeah. and you you probably pass him in the store, you have probably yep. seen him before, and it was just like, you know, so this is a good call out. You're obviously a, a very good person to, to mention this because I mean, you've been all over the place. Yeah. You find, you have found Kings of War everywhere you go. I mean, even in Germany, I'm already, uh, you know, in a What's group. your tip, though? How do you do it? I like, oh, man. Because people tell me they don't, nobody plays Kings of War in my area. Honestly, the biggest thing, this is going to sound weird, Facebook. Yeah. Make, make a Facebook post. Get into, you know, there's the U.S. Kings of War, there's the regional ones. Um, make a Facebook post. M you know, nine times out of ten, it might, might take a little while to get a response, but somebody will reach out. That, that's what I did when I got to Colorado Springs, and that's how I met uh, Garrett and Tyler. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I just love that, like people connecting. And I think you're right. I think if you put a post out there and the right person's not seeing it, people. I'll give you another one. Uh, on Lone Wolf, we had Joseph on from uh, New Orleans. Oh, I played him first round. Yeah. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, EOD, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So then a, a, a new friend of mine, Chase from Southern Mississippi, was like, hey, I'm only like a little ways away from New Orleans. 
hook us up. And it's like, it's oh, man. awesome, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just like, I just love how the community just like finds a way. Like if someone says, oh, who's playing XYZ? They jump in and they find people and they build those, those connections. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people. I think. I think it's. I think it says people love the game. They want it to grow. And they want more people to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, hey, you know, when you're an old player, you need some newbies to beat up on. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because you know, Mike Rousey. Do you listen to Unplug Radio? Uh, I don't actually. Yeah. Why not? You what, should. What, a, what is that? Unplugged Radio? It's another Kings of War. Unplugged Radio. Well, I'll say Kings of War. Very <laughs> with, with quotes. quotes. Okay. <laughs> they, they don't really talk about that, that very much, but. Um, they talk about books and movies a lot, uh, but Mike, you know, his philosophy is when he's playing new players, he's not there to beat you. He's he wants to he wants you to be good, yeah. and get good so that that you're a, a formidable opponent for him. And so, but uh, here's something else too, along those same lines. Like, as a new player, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot, honestly. But you have a voice for radio, by the way. <laughs> we'll have to get you on when you're in Germany. We we'll have to get you on. Oh man, that'll be awesome. Or on some of the live streams and stuff, because yeah, you definitely gotta yeah. But yeah. you know, but um, like me playing with Garrett Tyler, you know, two people top eight in the region, going to Masters, been to Masters for years now, and uh, they they don't pull any punches when they play, and you know I don't want them to because that that's how you learn really, and like this this room right now for KCGT especially is pretty brutal with everybody here. There's some really really good. Players I am here. one one and one, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean I, I played uh, Hari from Minnesota, great player, drew against him, played Travis Tim. And uh, lost a close one. Yeah. And uh, he got me on six. If it was seven, I might have been able to pull yeah. it back. But, you know, it was a great game. And then, and then obviously we played. So, yeah, there's a lot of good players in this room. Yeah. There's 16 players. It's a it's a higher a high percentage of heavy hitters. Yeah. But so. along with that, you know, when there are these really good players. Like, nobody's trying to keep secrets. Nobody's trying to play the gotcha game. Like, they want mm-hmm. you to be better. So, it's, yeah. it's it's a great time. So, if you haven't came to a tournament yet, definitely Another find plug, right? I, I, I tell people all the time, like, come. You know, and I get like I think in some people they have like this. Um, well, first of all, if it's finances or time commitment, I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just that. like the fear of the new or or a fear of like a competitive thing, yeah, it's yeah. like not going to be fun. I'm telling you right now, it's super fun. Oh no, like I mean, it's. I mean, just last night, you know, we what nine, ten of us met up. We were all drinking beer, ate some barbecue. Oh, it was good barbecue yeah. too. Played some command, and you had you had magic. you had lots of barbecue, even yeah. stuff that you didn't even order. <laughs> Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the barbecue was great. Yeah. Was now I'm a Memphis guy, so oh, you know, all, you know all about that. Well, day. I know the yeah. pulled pork and the baby back ribs, so yeah. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna get that. I'm gonna, I'm coming to KC. I'm gonna get some brisket and something else, and it was good. It was very yeah. good. What we, was it, Jack Stacks barbecue? Uh, yeah, Jack Stacks. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Well, what's next? So you have another, you got more force of nature to build. Um. So I'm kind of in. Or you burned out? Yeah. No. I'm honestly, it, it's really weird. Like, basically built and painted for two weeks straight. Just want you to. Just want to do more. Uh, yeah, I want to do more. I'm kind of in a weird spot though because I got to pack up the house. Oh, so how's that gonna work? Are, 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 do they movers they move you or what? Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, How do you move though internationally over an ocean? So they'll crate it up, throw it on a boat. And then it'll go six weeks later or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, probably uh, it's like three months. So I got to figure out, you know, obviously how to how to pack everything and what I'm going to take on the plane with me and everything. But I think um, I don't know. I think I probably have to. Now you guys move into a a civilian area or what's the story? Yeah. So um, Germersheim, um, there's an army depot there. It's not actually a base, just like you know, warehouse and stuff like that. So we'll be living on the economy, like you know, we'll get have a 
German landlord, like all that stuff. So we'll really be in Germany, won't, won't, won't be living with other Americans, but I'll be working with them on the actual... How's your German? Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, all <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> working on it. My wife uh, knows it well enough to order at a restaurant, so I think we'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus, you're American. They'll, yeah. sure they'll, they'll, they'll be like, "That's fine, whatever." I just, you know, I don't want to be the American that shows up and expects everybody to speak, speak English. English. Yeah. So I want to at least make make the attempt. So, what other events? You obviously, you got the bug. When do you leave? Um, July, early July. So I think Bug Eat will probably be the last one. Yeah, that's the first weekend. Of, first weekend of June. Yeah. Awesome, man. And then you're going to go over there and start breaking necks over in Germany. Yeah, I'm going to try to. Yeah. I'm already, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, making connections. I met uh, Brian Luttrell, mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. Another one used to be in the southeast and then he's a military guy, right? Yep, so yeah, military. And now he's over in your neck of the woods. Yep, he's in Colorado Springs. And uh, I told him, you know, I was telling the guys I was moving in a couple of months and uh, he h- hooked me up uh, with somebody over there in Germany and they have a, a pretty like I think it's like 10-15 people play group so I'm in that group chat we're sending messages well I can't wait for you to get over like there and in, infiltrate yeah and be like okay guys here's the name of the group here's how you contact them get, let's get some you know yeah. get more people added to the group oh yeah yeah yeah, okay, yeah I'm, I'm very excited I was really worried honestly I was kind of I was obviously excited to move over there with the wife get to enjoy Europe and uh, start, start a new job and everything like that but I was pretty bummed out you know Hobbyans it's not everything you know life happens but it's obviously very important to some people you know in differing degrees but I was very excited I was thinking that I wasn't going to be able to play when I was over there at least for a long time you know I had in my mind I'm like I want to go to Mantic do an event something yeah. like that but when Brian hooked me up with that group and they were all just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we want to play. That Everybody was so welcoming. Even in Germany, I was just astounded again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, awesome, man. What are your, I, I don't know, where, where do we go from here? Final thoughts? On the, Final thoughts. What, what do you think about tomorrow? You going you to win both games? Tomorrow? I've got a good feeling about tomorrow. I think I'm going to have to go. Your one uh, win, two uh, losses? One, yeah, one and two. One and two. So you're going to go two wins tomorrow and be three and two on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think I finished finish mid. Or you want to be like a countercharger and be like perfectly mediocre. Oh, man, if I got that, I'd, I'd be astounded. Well, <laughs> you might. Astounded. You got a chance. You're one yeah. one and two, right? I, so went, uh, I went one and four at Lone Wolf, so if I can get two and three You just three win here, a game tomorrow and draw a game tomorrow. Yeah. You got a real shot. Yeah. Well, good luck yeah. tomorrow, man. Oh, thank you. It was fun chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Right, we're back Saturday night at Kansas City GT, known as the KCGT. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. How long did it take you to figure that out? Uh, it was very quick. It was my first pick for a name, I think. Okay. There was an old GT in the Warhammer Fantasy days before my time that was Sunflower GT, but yeah, wasn't a fan of that name. That's a dumb name. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you guys are known for Sunflowers? Yeah. Yep. Sunflower State. There's also Border Wars, which is a better name for us than the old Wichita tournament because we're right by the Missouri. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should probably introduce you. I mean, people probably don't know you just. I, just, I don't think I just need by an voice introduction. Of, you don't need an introduction? No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, Michael Sigler. I'm, you're like the first person I may actually have to raise the mic up for. Yeah. Because it's, it's, uh, it's too low for you. Yeah, I'm kind of having to lean over for it. I'm yeah, yeah. Guy. All right. So Michael Sigler running his second Kansas City GT. Uh, first year he had 20 ish player. Yep. This one's 16, but mostly because it's Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, this was the weekend you could get for the hotel. Yeah, I had a uh, very difficult time finding a venue this year, unfortunately. Uh, but I managed to go with the same venue I had last year, but they had a bunch of stuff going on. So It's a great but, venue, though. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of close to everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of in a nice uh, upper middle class uh, area of Kansas City. Um, that is. Now, where do you live? 
Uh, I live about 15 minutes away. Uh, in the nicer so, part? Uh, no. No. Not in the bad part, but a little bit little bit more. Suburban. Now, where'd you grow up? Uh, just around here, 15 minutes away. Okay. All I right. Was, you know, the house I live in now, I've been living in times two. So. Now, you live with your dad or? I live with my mother. Live with your mother. mother. Okay. Yeah. We haven't met your mother yet. No. Someday. Maybe. Maybe. Someday. She's not really a gamer. I, I can drag my dad along to these events, but. That's awesome, though, that your dad's willing to just come in and, like, humor you and put the game face on. and. He's even more competitive than me. He's just not as good as me. So, yeah. like, we used to play Stratego and Risk when I was younger. So, like, he, he's never fully gone uh, full nerd, but I like to say he's nerd adjacent. And for this event, you've made him a Twilight Kinless. It's pretty dirty. It's yeah, I, I I built him a Twilight Ken list because originally I built Twilight Ken for me like years ago, um in like 2019 at this point, um and I will note that Rob is just chewing into a Carmelo. Love it, delicious. Yeah, bad 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 radio. But. Yeah, horrible radio. I built a Twilight Ken list for him, and then I just kind of progressively started making it uh, harder and harder for me to play against. So I have some challenge playing against him, but it's it's, and now obviously they're at a very powerful point in the meta, so the list is actually very dirty right now. So taking what you learned last year, what did you apply this year? Like what lessons um, did you learn from last year to this year? I wasn't a huge fan of my scoring system last year. Which was which was what? Uh I used I <laughs> I, I, I used uh, John Becker's Renegade scoring system uh with my own paint rubric. Um so it was slightly edited from John's. So that's why he won the event last year, because it was his rubric. <laughs> yeah, it was his rubric. Okay. Um I didn't really know how to put together a rubric. I was very much like mm -hmm. uh you should have said something. We would have sent you one. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's, you, you have to make a push on spin on it, but you can certainly start from it something. Worked, it worked fine. It worked fine. I, I, uh, like, it, there wasn't really any major problems with it. I didn't like the software I used. Last and what'd you use? What'd you use? I used uh, Tabletop TO. Tabletop TO is okay. It just doesn't have soft scores. Yeah. It was and not. so you have to work, you have to have a spreadsheet workaround, which, um, Let's talk about this great thing you're using. Right. Yeah, it is Tabletop Score. It's made by uh, Tim Lonis, our unofficial sponsor. Warchist Creations. War We're going to get Tim to tell us all about it. Yeah, Tim War is an amazing guy, and he has done a lot for me in this tournament personally, and he makes a lot of great products on his uh, website, uh, warchistcreations.com. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm a big fan of the, the widget set these got. Yeah, oh my God. The, yeah. can, the, the, yeah. um, the wound markers. Yeah, Tim was the first trace. person who actually um, came up with and made the idea for those um, wooden stairs that he makes and sells yeah um which are a like a massive help in the hobby and now there's kind of expanded so he's not the only one selling them there's 3d printing there's other businesses that sell them so uh the, all that kind of you know, came from him originally which is awesome right and he puts out a lot of other really good products he makes bases um and he provided all of our trophies for this tournament free of they're charge awesome and they're really cool they're kind of like a plaque a crest that I have for the logo of KCGT. So, do you notice his uh, army transfer tray too? As I well? did. I saw it. I haven't. I hadn't seen anybody use it before this tournament. So, I'm very curious about um, getting one. Any takeaways from this weekend? So, Tim has some great software that he's used. Um, there's been some uh, hiccups with it. Uh, operator error. Operator error. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call it operator. We'll error. have to write a better uh, instruction manual. For yeah, you, yeah. I guess. Tim was. Tim told me I don't know how you messed it up, but it was messed up. So, um, but it looks like we've got that corrected. And other than that, like I'm using like, it for Kings of Memphis. It looks yeah. great. I'm, I'm super pumped. It it is a really good system. Um, there was just a couple minor errors. What I like about it is there's no figuring anything out. Yeah. Just just tell me how many tokens you took. Yep. And how many points you killed of the other army. And we'll let the computer figure out all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it get, it helps get away from paper a little bit, which can, um, you know, be more green. Which is and I know, good. and I know, I think that the software even 
can help with that too. Like it could yeah. it could send out right. here's the scenario yeah. and the packet. Yeah. yeah, there's and it's got multiple ways to contact people, not just via uh Email, I think you can do yeah, yeah. text messages. You can send blasts out, uh, email blasts out. I haven't, I haven't even been utilizing all of the features, and it has made um, TOing a lot easier despite the problems this year than it was last year. Um, so awesome. I can always, once I kind of get more used to the software, I know for a fact that it's going to be a lot smoother sailing um, in KCGTs to come. Yeah. Uh, well, what else about the event? I mean, we got 16 good players. Yeah, good room. It's a tough. It's a tough field. Um, I mean, Adam Ballard and Travis Tim are the like two preeminent players in the mountain region. Some of the best players in the country, and they're both playing. Uh, Travis is playing a very soft list, but Adam is playing the list that he just got best general with at uh, low, low of GT. Yeah. Um, so if you're, any of you are into uh, the uh, hot KOW gambling scene i think all the money's on adam right now yeah he's got a big lead and it's the night stalker list it that's really stalker. really uh <laughs> uh real kicking the nuts see secret dark horse is last year's champion john becker so we'll see oh because he's in second he plays second. plays adam tomorrow he's morning in, yeah most likely pairings well, aren't technically out yet, yeah, but. yeah 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 interesting yeah what about army wise what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you seeing there's a lot of cool armies here yes there's a lot of good stuff the paint standard is pretty high here i just finished doing all the paint scoring um, well, Andrew Atkins's paint stuff's not set up yet, so I'm not done. Oh, he, did, he did just for you now. Oh, nice. So when we're done here, you got you'll... a little bit more work to do. Yeah. Um, but well, like uh, I said, you're not missing anything with no. this stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, if you close your eyes and finger paints, yeah, you'd be about where he's at. There's some of those armies out here today too. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but we've got a, a nice variety. There's some like fun display boards. It looks nice. Um, looks like there is a. Uh, Three ogre armies. A lot of ogres, a lot of night stalkers. Yeah, and two twilight kin armies, and I think three night stalker armies. Okay. Which and that's is, out of 16. Yeah, out of 16. And you so. have two ratkin players. Two ratkin. That one, one secondly, ratkin slaves. Oh, who's Lonus? Lonus is playing ratkin Wow, yeah. I don't think anybody played those yeah. guys. It's an all exploding, it's all exploding army. So everything you kill it, it blows up. Yep. Yep. I've never played it. I, now I want to play it. I have never played against it. Well, he's 0-3, so maybe it shows you how good Ratkin slaves are. Right, right. Well, maybe we, we were talking about consolidation. That was one of the ones I felt was ripe for it. But yeah, but maybe there's uh, some thematic enjoyment going on there. Yeah. Yep. I mean, army bloat can be a problem, and I think it, it could definitely get to that point. But I, I don't know if we're at that yet or not. I, I, I don't know. You don't know. I'll let Matt Kamek make all those decision makings for him because he seems to know everything. We had a great dinner last night. Oh yeah, John. Uh, what was his, what's the name of the place? Uh, Jack Stacks. Jack Stacks. Yeah. Super good. Oh my god, it was really good barbecue. Yeah. Very good. Uh, nice upscale. It was a great place. We uh, I organized kind of a get together because our venue was closed on Friday, so we had uh, pretty much half of the event there. Um, Oklahoma and Nebraska ducked out on us. Um, That's okay. Yeah. No, we didn't want them there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had nice nine people. We had a nice big dinner, one separate, you know, one mm -hmm. big table, and then we, half of us hung out and played Magic the Gathering the night afterwards. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. What's next? Uh, I mean, well, obviously we got two more games tomorrow. Yeah. What time are we starting tomorrow? Uh, we are starting at nine eight. And we're gonna be done by two. Early as possible. Okay. Two hopeful. We're gonna push. We're gonna push hard. Yep. No lunch. We're gonna play all the way through. We get everybody out of here. That's good because you know a lot. Of, I mean, you. This is a weird. Sixteen players. Mm -hmm. But other than a couple local, yep. your dad, yep. most people are like at least two and a half hours away. Yeah, uh, I think the I think the shortest drive is Omaha, 
Um, yeah, with Mother's Day, it was kind of a it was an unfortunate scheduling thing, but a lot of people who um, traveled and showed up, which I do appreciate. Um, last year, we had a lot more people from Iowa, and we had the Wichita guys up um, as well. So we had some people who weren't able to make it from family commitments or just life things happening um, and other stuff like that. So, uh, But I'm glad we got the numbers we did, and people really showed up, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that. So we've got a lot of travel time, and I'm going to do... Uh, I, Feel like it's my job as a TO. Get them out of here. To make sure everybody <clears throat> can get out as soon as possible tomorrow. So, uh, what's your next event? Uh, well, I am going to Bug Eater, which is the uh, preeminent GT in the mountain region. How many, how many tournaments do you have in the mountain region? Uh, we have several. We have a lot. <clears throat> uh, bison Brawl? Is that? Uh, we have Bison. We have Iowa GT. We have Iowa's mine. in the Midwest. Nope. Iowa is mountain. It's been mountain for years now. Are you sure? Yep. 100%. Really? Mountain's been um, at least 2019 since okay. I started. All right, all right. Um, and then we have... Uh, so yeah, Iowa GT, that's Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Labor Day Bison weekend. Brawl's August. August, yeah. And then we've got... Uh, well, KCGT. KCGT, Kings of Winter. Um, Kings of Winter at Springfield. At Springfield, Missouri, yep. Missouri in uh, December. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Bug Leader. So Bug- five? Yep. Yep. Pretty good. Five, you guys yeah. are coming along. It's a good It's a good slot. Why isn't there one in Denver? Uh, we'll talk to Jeff Swan about that because he's uh, we're stealing him away from Texas. So hopefully okay. in All a few right. months there's going to be one in Colorado because I definitely want to go out there, get some skiing done, hit the slopes, and then hit the gaming table. Absolutely. So hopefully we'll see that. I've been bugging Tyler Schultz about it for uh, when you go. Are you going to Masters this year? Oh, oh yeah. I'm a, the third best player in the mountain region. I've does, that, does that really mean anything? Uh, yes. No. I mean, because there's Adam and everybody else, and Travis and everybody yeah. else. Yeah. That I'm I'm the top of everybody else though. Is that just because you go to a lot of tournaments? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the uh, participation. Oh, because you guys get participation points in the South. We do, yeah. Uh, they, the mountain. They implemented what they called the uh, the Michael rule, um, where they reduced the impact of participation points recently. Because <laughs> I got uh, 17 last year. And what's a normal tournament score? Uh... Depends on like it depends on how high you place. Like Adam got like fifty points. Well, I mean, does 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 your well, let's talk about that? Does, yep. How do they how do they do they have like a rubric where or a scoring mechanism where the more players that show up, the more points it's worth? Yes. yes. So, the more players who show up, the higher it's weighted, and the more points you can get yeah. based on the total number of players from the event, and then basically where you place um, in the top half. If you place in the top half, you'll get some points. So if you place like one from the top half in a 16-man GT, you might not score anything. But I scored um, a little bit above half at uh, Lone Wolf, and I got like 16 points out of it. Who scored in the top half? I had a really rough last game against Mike Grant. Wow. What happened? Did you get tabled? Uh, I did get tabled. I almost won because of Mark's weird progressive scoring. So it felt a lot closer so than it was. Is, is is Lone Wolf the reason why your event is just straight out of the book scoring? Uh, I wouldn't cite that directly. Basically, I noticed that um, there's a lot of special characters and there's a lot of stuff like that. And I was wanting to grow the um, community in Kansas City. And uh, I think those scores are great. There's not really another tournament that is just out of the book. Yeah. And I'm not as uh, creative as Mark. Uh, or Adam with the special. Well, but you're right though. It, it'll help build your local scene. It will. When, when, when the local like Daniel shows yeah. up and plays, he's like, I don't have to figure this out. It's right. just straight out of exactly. The so maybe in the future, I might branch out and do some special special stuff. I would but, argue that you're being you're differentiating by being normal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do have the only limit I have is I limit. Um, I don't really like spam armies. This isn't calling anybody out. 
um, who plays Span Armies. That's like anybody with like four Siege Breaker Hordes. Right, right. Or well, four Glade Stalkers. that limit. So uh, I, yeah. like, I have a limit of the max you can have of an individual unit is five. So that's your like pet peeve. It's I I, I I wish there was a rule baked like that into a game, or maybe I don't wish it was baked into the game. But I I generally find it I have less fun when I play against somebody who has like a uh, right. Uh, just because you know variety is the spice of life. So, and how's your Bissell army coming along? You've been painting more stuff to it, adding it. Um, or are you I done? W- no comment. I got to reveal that at Masters. So, are you playing Abyssals? I will be playing Abyssals at Masters. Are you going to that much? So question is, where, where did you finish in. last year at Masters? Uh, so you had a Kingdoms of Men list. No, terribly. Yeah, you had a Kingdoms of Men list, right, yeah. with all your regiments. Yeah, no. And it was kind of weird. Did it? Did it do well? Uh, I think the list is. I think the list was competitive, but um, <clears throat> it was not. I think it's a competitive list in a vacuum. But with how skewed towards shooting the metal was last year, um, it was it was not received well because I was running fanatic troops, I was running regiments and stuff like that. So I. Yeah, I think that it, it performed well for me in metas where there wasn't a lot of shooting, but when I ran into a, a shooter, uh, shooting heavy meta, it kind of fell apart. My king is a list. My 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 problem is is that I have a hard time killing. Uh, you know, I've got some cannons, right, and I've got some units, but just it's a counterpunch army. I take a punch, yep. and I got a snare pike, you know, with the spearmen and stuff. Yep. But I can never ki- like I can't win big. Yep. And it's like, well, if, if you can't win big, yes. then it, I don't think it's a very competitive army. I never got, I never got rolled. I never got rolled. It was well, like, all right. You, you're very yeah. defensive, right? Yeah. So you, you got the, yeah. <laughs> you've got indomitable will. It's going to yeah. keep you in the game. But like, I don't know. Do you win big with yours? I mean, I, I can see scenarios where if yeah, if you, you like against your list, if you had all cav army, surely yeah, an all oh, yeah. cav army would yeah. get rolled by your uh, army. I rolled. I mean, M- Marcelo Ruscio beat me in the first round. Um, with his mostly cav army, but that was um, due to we I, better generalship. Probably he played his cavalry very well, um, but on uh, he played him in a way I didn't anticipate. Um, but I also I, I I didn't have trouble killing stuff that often in that mm-hmm. army just because um, I ran uh, three generals on winged beast, and they would I could position them in ways to get flanks and rears, and they would pick stuff up. I wouldn't kill stuff in the first couple turns of the game unless my cannons were popping mm-hmm. off, but um, I really, I just felt like I would, uh, my defense three and defense four units were always being taken off by different shooting units and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm if it tells you my thoughts about Kingdoms of Men, I'm bringing Kingdoms of Men uh, tomorrow as my uh, ringer. Oh, uh, you wanted to be a fun list. army. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I didn't bring my Abyssals, which is my good uh, master's list, so. Uh, well, you're playing the ringer, like the traditional ringer, I starting am. at the bottom, right? Yes. So yes. you'll probably get to play Trent or T3 or somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be fun, though. It'll be a fun army. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't see a lot of Kingdoms of Men. I love Kingdoms of Men still. I, I have I a lot of I love them, too. I just don't think they're... I just don't think they're at the at the high end, they they struggle a little bit to beat some of those really high end armies. I and high end players. Yeah. And I, well, and that's the problem, right? Yeah. I, I I'm not like, a high end player. Yeah. So <laughs> I felt like I really took my training weights off um, when I started playing Kings of Men. But in, in a playing. sense, maybe it helps you so that yeah. when you when so then when you have an army that has the tools, yeah. you can go. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, this Adam is- and Adam and Travis both kind of act as my coaches a little bit. Well, because they want you to not suck. Yeah, they want to improve the mountain region. Right. And they're both. And Adam has recently been like being like, "Well, you're doing pretty good in local tournaments." And I'm like, "That's because I'm not playing Kingdoms of Men anymore. <laughs> I'm playing Abyssal Guard." You got another army after Abyssal's in mind? Uh, yes, EOD. EOD. So a uh, new 
3D printed stuff. You can use the Numantic yeah, stuff. Actually, all from Warchest Creations. Really? Uh, he has a. He has a. Uh, he's bought a uh, licensing to a line like Armies of Talaxreal or whatever. I, okay. I don't know the name. Very of it. cool line. So I bought a bunch of stuff from him. I like a lot of Mantic's new stuff, and I have. If I hadn't spent two hundred bucks on um, Tim's, well, you can always still buy stuff later. Yeah, I can add stuff to it. Um, like if they have like a monolith or something. I, I haven't looked at the whole line yet, but. Um, because it's not, it's not even out yet. But, uh, no, it doesn't come out until June, I think. EOD is my hobby army. I don't anticipate Hobby it. army? So you're going to put some effort into it. I have been. I have gotten one unit painted so far, and it's one of the best things. You, have, you haven't shown it to anybody, though. I've shown it to a couple people. A couple people. I'm keeping you it under wraps. You should, so you know we're starting in June 1st? Mm-hmm. Mantic, you know, well, you're, I guess your EOD no. army is not all mine. My, my Force of the Abyss was my all Mantic army. Well, maybe you can add some more to it. Mm-hmm, yeah. You need a third Cronius? I couldn't. <laughs> My cron- I don't use the Mantic Cronius. I don't like the Mantic Cronius. Oh, I love that model. I-, I like the model, but I don't like it with the rest of the Abyss. I think it like... I- I think- what about the Well of Souls? Did you like that model? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love painting it. So much fun. Yeah. It's a little short. It's a little small. I wish it was a little bit bigger, but I, I guess it's on a 50 mil. So Exactly. You know... It, I like Molochs too. The Molochs are so much fun to paint. I love painting the... Fl- I love painting the Flame Bearers. Like, honestly, it's... Um, it might not hold up... Um, Compared to some of their newer lines, but from some of their older lines, the Abyssals is my favorite. Yeah, that's a second edition Kickstarter army. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it was a blast to paint. So we're talking 2015. Yeah, came out when I was in high school. How old are you, Michael? I am 24. And you were in high school till when you were 18. What? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. No, I am. I'm the youngest TO in the country. I can think I can confirm that. I don't yeah, yeah. 21. Uh, so youngest or less least experienced? The youngest. Okay. And maybe least experienced. <laughs> well, it's good to get it's good to get your experience in in yeah. a, an event like this because yeah, you got how many tos are here? Right. Like I. And so if you screw something up, you're going to hear about it, or yeah, you know, exactly. And they're going to be like, well, you know, really, you should you should really do this. Or yeah. Da-da-da. No. No. Nope. So it's good. You get a lot of learning opportunities. Yep. Uh, John Becker was complaining because he happened to get paired against two Minnesotans. <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, with a sixteen, yeah, that's not, there's only there's limits what you can do, right? Yes, so yes, yes, yep. I'm just hoping I don't have to play my dad tomorrow. Oh, that'd be glorious. Well, as a ringer, you could, you could just like because really at the bottom does it matter? Nah. Like you could be like, you know what? I'm gonna let my dad play this other person, and I'm gonna bounce up yeah. and I'll play the yeah. Problem is he played T three round one. Yeah, and, and he won. And him are both T three and him are both hovering near the bottom. So if I if if it's like, yeah, yeah, you might you, you might won't be able. To I play might two. I might have to I might be forced to play him. So oh, because there's nobody else around. Yeah, could be. Yeah. So what are the so we got Adam way 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 up. Yeah. So Adam and, the Sam, and Sam and then uh, John. John, sorry. John. Yeah. Sam. Sam's his son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we I think I want to say Donnie's hovering. Donnie and Harry are hovering right nice. below him. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, and then some a little bit down is Travis, uh, and then yeah, I don't I don't really know the middle. The middle's pretty close. It's pretty close mm-hmm. in the middle, like most of these tournaments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Mark Cox, who's most likely going to get Counter Charger again. You think so? Yeah, he's going one, one right now. If I get to play tomorrow, I'm going to raffle stomp him and I'm going to push him all the way to the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. No. His he's got rats. I never rats on rats. Oh, rats on ogres, but yeah. like yeah, I just the problem is it's like. Ugh. They have so many bodies. It's yeah. like, oh, my God. I have not played Ratkin uh, in a couple years now, so I'll, I'd be rusty if I was playing against them. Yeah? It's been a while. I haven't played them since uh, before COVID, actually. So I played them once. Wow, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Can't remember the guy who was playing them. But so, what other Magic games you picked up? You, are you just you only you're only doing? Um, I have played. Uh, well, my Armada stuff is on the prize table right now. Oh no! Uh, you get out of Armada. No, I haven't played Armada. I've been there, played it. Um, I might be playing it a buggier. I I played a, a little bit of Dead Zone at um, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf, and I loved it. It was yep. amazing. Um, it's just an issue with a lot of Mantic games. It's just finding people to play it with. Um, I think my local guys would be pretty open to it, but they're really like the reason they love Kings of War is because uh, they can use their 3D printed models for it. So they're big on 3D printing, which you can do some for Dead Zone and stuff, but they're not um, super on the let's just buy a bunch of Mantic stuff ter- uh, train yet. You got to get them on the train. I've been trying. I've been trying. They're, I mean, I got I got one of them to a tournament, so hoping to bring them to another one soon for one day. Yeah. One well, day. you got two came two came to. Kings of Winter. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Um, but because it's like an hour away from them. Oh, they're like south of here? They're 40 minutes away from me, Missouri, on the Missouri right, side. Right. So it's, it's like an hour and 20 for them. But right, I'm, so I'm trying to get them to Bug Eater. And this is a call out to both you, Danny, and you, Bill. Like, you guys better come to Bug Eater with me. You're going to make me look bad. What's the uh, you know, uh, aspirations for your local scene? Um, I'm actually really happy where we, where we are right now. Um, obviously, I would like to expand. We're still just basement gaming. Um, just because we don't have, I would like, I would love to get a store that supports Kings of War here. That's my. Have you tried one. and failed, or I have, to, I, I know a couple of the store owners. Um, they have reservations. Yes. About getting any kind of any new game in. They're okay with buying stuff, but they don't want to set a direct distribution. They'll buy it from secondhand sellers, um, and they'll like, yeah, okay. it's, it's well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if they, if they don't want to add another distributor, but like. I mean, because good direct Mantic is probably what three hundred bucks they have to pay. Yeah, so it's they they that. they are if the Mantic stuff they had sold quicker. They have terrain crate. Yeah, um, but well, D and D stuff that yeah. it works well for that. But if they had stuff like if they had stuff that sold quicker, then maybe. But like the Mantic stuff will stay. Like there was a starter set on the on the wall for Kings of, Kings of War that I made them get the old the, the really cool Shadows of the North one. Yeah, stayed on the shelf for a year before it was sold before it was bought. So. I don't know who bought it because I tried. To, I tried to figure it out. You should have bought it. No. You sneak in there and you buy it, and then you're like, you're like, oh man, that, you sold it already, huh? You, no. <laughs> no, because I want. I want somebody else to have that magic experience of buying that box. Well, no, but then you buy it, and then they bring another one in. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Be. I just keep yeah. buying them. But I mean, they don't have reservations about like they're not like worried about like I don't want to compete with my own thing. They're just worried about turning the inventory. I don't care. They're not. They're not worried about Kings of War competing with uh, 40k. Well, no, nothing's going to compete with 40k. No, no. Okay. Well, uh, is, that, is that the big, 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 big draw at your store? Uh, it's probably the biggest wargaming draw. My store is a big board game store. They have a lot of miniature stuff, but yeah. most of What's the, the name of the store? Uh, Tabletop Game and Hobby. Tabletop Game and Hobby here in Kansas City, Kansas? Yep. We have a ton. Oh, my God. We have so many game stores. We have a, we're flush with game stores. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, Who has more game stores, Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri? That's a hard one because Missouri is so much bigger, but I actually want to say Kansas has all the ones I'm thinking of off the top of my head are in Kansas, but I'm on the Kansas side. Okay. Which is better, Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri? Kansas City, Kansas. But doesn't Kansas City, Missouri have all the cool, like the football and the baseball and the... Kansas City, Missouri has all the nice areas, but it also has a lot of bad areas. Middle of the night, I would rather be in... uh, I'd Kansas rather City, be Can- in, in Kansas City, Kansas than in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, all right. And you cannot, um, you cannot do, don't drive in uh, Kansas City, Missouri when it's snowing because they don't they don't snow shovel, but they will on the Kansas side. 
Why is that? Uh, state state laws, not state laws, but like state state funding stuff. Kansas. Oh, even they won't do the yeah. they won't like plow and stuff. They do, Missouri is a lot worse about snow plowing than that. Yeah, okay. like actually, for before Shiloh, I got in a wreck. Um, I picked John Becker up from uh, from the airport to drive him down to Shiloh, and I got in a wreck with John in the car because they didn't. Uh, they had was John like ah. John went into complete dad mode where he was just like, <laughs> pull off, let off the brakes, and was like super calm That's and awesome. collected. So I was very grateful. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so I screwed out my car, so that was fun. But yeah, we both survived, and there was no armies in the car. And you got so. to Shiloh. Yeah, I got to Shiloh. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in Shiloh. Yeah. So, Buggy, you're bringing your abyssals? Oh, yeah. You're bringing the abyssals that you're going to play at Masters? Oh, yeah. So, you're going to try to like, get some games in and actually learn how to play them and get, mm-hmm. get, get, get good? Mm-hmm. I'm already pretty good at abyssals. abyssals. Okay. So it's different than the list that I played, though. Yeah, a little bit. A lot different or just a little? A little bit. A little bit. A little okay. bit. I have, I have the core of the list. The core of the list is really good. Just, you know, Adam Ballard is uh, coaching me. Well, he's a good coach. He is. Yeah, he's a good coach. One of the best players in the country. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a jerk, but one of the best players in the country. <laughs> if you say, he's not a jerk, is he? He's kind of a little bit of a jerk. All right. I know I'm I, well. I see a little jealousy in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. He is better than me. Yeah, well, he's better than me too. So yeah. No, yeah. No. Well, what did we miss? What, what did we not talk about? I mean, uh, you got great, cool price support. Mortis Creations did a great yeah, job. Yeah. Uh, Tim's did an amazing job with the software. T- uh, table score. Yeah. Yep. Table score is great. And uh, you'll be hearing lots about that. We're using it at a bunch of events, including yep. Kings of Memphis at Masters this year. For any tos out there, I cannot recommend it. Yeah. And what's cool about it is it's still kind of in beta. Yeah. But if you reach out to Tim, yeah, he takes your, your pack. Yes. And he puts your pack into the software. Oh. And so, like, I've got, I've got for Kings of Memphis, I've got like it, it's fifteen, ten five mm-hmm. with a tr- with a kill, not attrition, but a kill points. Okay. And then there's a bonus. There's a bonus objectives up to yep. up to six mm-hmm. per round, and he's got it all put in there and stuff. And it's, I'm like super super pumped about that. It's Tim's a Tim's a miracle worker. Like I, I honestly could not have run this tournament without him. Um, John Becker and uh, Travis also, and the Omaha guys. Um, they brought my mats and the terrain. Uh, respectively, so this is really a combined effort from some. Yeah, you got some from the bison, bison guys, right? Bison brawl. Yeah, yeah. Bison brawl brought some uh, tables to kind of advertise their terrain. Yeah, uh, which so I like it because Andrew likes to talk a big game, but didn't didn't Brodeur make all the terrain? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We got to get him back, Brian. I've been back. trying, I've been come trying, back. I've been trying, but I don't know, man. He keeps liking all my KCGT Facebook posts today. He's not coming. You got to get here. Bring your son. Bring Drew. Yeah, Drew is uh. Yeah. Well, he was. He, we, we. I drove with him. We picked him up for Lone Wolf, and he was smashed on the drive. Well, did you so. did you listen to the last podcast? The end. I've not. The second to Lone Wolf episode. Go to the credits. There's a there's a him barging into a conversation with Dan King, and it's it goes off the rails really quick. Good. He I'm, starts I'm, like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whenever I'm at a, a, an event and I'm like, I see the Counter Charge episodes because I listen to Counter Charge regularly. But uh, I, I see all the episodes. And I'm like, ah, I was there. I don't need to. Hear, I don't need to hear the coverage. But you never know what you're missing. That, that's they could true. be talking about you. They could be. They're probably are talking about. I mean, this episode, they're definitely talking about yeah. you. No, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna be listening to the podcast and cry. It's not. Who said it was bad? <laughs> I get, did. Oh, because they could be talking about you. And be like, oh, I mean, he did a great job. Yeah. You know, price support was amazing. The tables yeah. were amazing. Yeah. I'll take credit for the price support. Well, I mean, you should, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Are those your just winnings from previous events? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I bought some stuff. I bought some stuff last year. I had a lot of leftover stuff from last year. Good. 
uh, and I'll probably have some. Well, I mean, well, let's talk about that as a TO. Like, what's your what's your philosophy on prize sport? I want everyone to walk away with something. I personally, when I go to a, a tournament, I don't like. I, price support's not why I'm going. Exactly. It's not like, well, it, it, it's different with Kings of War. Like, if you're playing Magic the Gathering or 40K or something. There's an expectation. There is an expectation. But at the same time, I don't also want to skimp on it. So, um, I, I need. a happy balance. Right. I need to. Between being uh, exactly. respectful, everybody getting something, exactly. and being decadent. Yeah, right. I, I'm a, uh, I'm a, and you know, more price support's good, but like, I, I'm a, I'm a college student. Um, I only work part time, and I'm still throwing on this tournament, so I have to basically make my money back. Do you um, feel like a lot of pressure being like the sole bearer of Kings of War in the Kansas City, Kansas area? Honestly, one of the local guys is more of the center. I'm just like our who's that? Uh, uh, Bill. Bill. He hosted. I met him at Kings of Winter. Yeah. yeah Bill yeah. hosted his house. Bill organizes our local stuff. Um, I just kind of invaded their group. Yeah. Because um, I'm obviously a little bit more in tune with the tournament community, yeah. and I'm a little bit more established. But like for the heart of Kansas City, that's definitely Bill. You know what's interesting is I'm sure some of the newer scenes that are, they may be listening, some players still have an aversion to tournaments. Yeah. Which I think may be stemming from fantasy or something because I, yeah. I don't know about you like the tournaments um they're com are they competitive yeah i guess they're competitive but like uh some of the nicest people i mean i don't know like i i don't really it, it doesn't feel like uh you're fighting or you're arguing or any of that stuff i you might it's not yeah. as contentious yeah H half my locals didn't come because they don't really like tournaments uh, um unfortunately and it, it and it sucks um i wish they were here um because i kind of just want to show them like hey it's a, it's a different it, tournament too bad you could just i mean i know it's Monday this weekend so yeah. it is what it is but yeah. it would have been nice to just like hey come through mm -hmm. come meet some people hang out hang yeah. out yeah pick get a pickup i game. mean you got daniel that was yeah. good yeah da yeah danny's danny's are danny's are uh danny and bill are the ones most likely to come to tournaments um, which is great. Like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. Even if they never came to a tournament, um, I'm just happy to have guys to play with. That's not my dad. Um, I'm sure your dad is happy too. He doesn't get to play with them that often because he goes to bed at nine o'clock and they start playing at seven. So, well, I mean, he's probably happy he doesn't have to play you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. And you're probably up there, Dad. You're not doing it right. No, my dad keeps my dad keeps texting me and being like, Oh, when, when we playing next? Okay. He's got the bug. He's, he's got, got the, the bug. bug. You need to get him his own army, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've been thinking about make, having him play like an easy like army that like you know bad players play like ogres. Oh, this is gonna um, say, do we give him five hordes of siege breakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell him to push it forward. I asked him because he played you at Kings of Winter, and I asked him, do you just want to play Rob's army? And he's like, who's Rob? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I get that a lot actually. He's ba he's bad with names. But yeah, no, I uh, you're right though. I think that is a that is a uh, easy to play army. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least, at least at the bottom of the yeah. tables, right? You just push it forward and get into combat, which um, my I think is fun too. My dad's getting better. He's he's definitely getting better. He's making less mistakes. He still plays really slow. But that's his biggest problem. Ah, that's everybody, right? You know, I you know, um, yeah. And I, I guess I would say, people that are listening that are playing slow, you know, put, put, get yourself on a clock. Yeah. Get yeah. used to it. In fact, I'm doing something different for Kings of Memphis. Mm -hmm. I had done before, which is I'm giving you a point if you play on a clock. Oh, per game. Wow. Okay. And if you don't. Then you lose five points. I've, I've seen other tournaments do that, where like you. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I I, uh, I I I like clocks. I I, I enjoy. It. I, I mean, I'm not going to make clock. you play on a clock, right? But out of 190 points, right. you lose five. Yeah, I understand. That may I like it. I like that system. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll have to I'll have to see if it actually yeah. makes a meaningful yeah. difference because historically, like last year's yeah. Kings of Memphis, nobody yeah. used a clock hardly. But um, back to our back to what we were talking about, like new players maybe having tournament aversion. Um, I would recommend to anybody listening who hasn't been to a tournament and maybe is on the fence or maybe even is kind of opposed to it. Like, Kings of War tournaments are 
completely different than any other game systems tournaments that I've been to. It really is like, it's an amazing community. Everybody knows each other. It's great. It's very welcoming. I don't think anybody's ever been turned away at a tournament I've been in at a hangout or anything like that. People go out of their way mm -hmm. to get to know you and to get to, um, and, and you could have a lot of fun games. And even if you're fairly new, I would recommend tournaments. Like tournaments are the reason I'm still playing the game. The reason I put so much time into it. And you it. left Ninth Age. Yeah. For Kings yeah. of War. I barely played Ninth Age. Okay. I barely played Ninth Age, but I never went to it. Ninth Age never got me to drive three hours or wake up at four in the morning to go to an event after drinking the night before, um, like I did for Bug Eater last year, or drive eight hours or pay $600 to fly to Seattle. Um, Kings of yeah. War is the only reason. And mostly, like, I love the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, the game's a lot of fun, but it's mostly the community and the hangouts and all that stuff is why I love it. Awesome, man. It's a love letter to, you know, that was just a love letter for Kings of War right there. Yeah, no, it's great. I love the, this is an amazing community. I the would, first tournament you know, was Bug Eater? First tournament was Bug Eater 2019. We played back then. We did, we did. It was a lot, but the game was a lot different back then. Yeah. Stampedes was, were running amok. Yeah, I was playing, a, I was playing. But I was still playing Ogres. Were good. Yeah, you were still <laughs> playing Ogres. Back when you were running a Legion instead of the, Five oh, yes, right. Uh, the Legion was so terrible. Yeah. It did nothing that game. No, the Legion is so terrible because you just run away from it. You're just, leaving, you just ignore yeah. it. Yeah, you beat you beat my shit in that game, and I still, like, I st I st the Legion still did nothing. No, no, yeah, he's terrible. Looked uh, cool, though. So you're 0-2, right? We only played twice? Yeah, I am 0-2. Oh, man. But I am undefeated against Jeff Swan currently. Because you never played him. No, I played him once. And you beat him? I beat him. I okay. beat him at Lone Wolf. all right. Well, what I'm saying is that maybe there's another, maybe, you know. This is a reverse call out, though. Don't challenge me, Jeff. <laughs> I will accept, but don't challenge me. You're better than that. Let's well, no, be honest. Well, Jeff can't challenge down. Yeah, exactly. Let's you're better be, than that, Jeff. I want to know, but you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, you're looking forward to Bug Eater? It's going to be fun. Oh, then. my God. Bug Eater is my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite tournament. Um, it's three hours away. Your dad going to come? You should bring your dad, man. I'm trying. Yeah, just tell him I, we, we want him to come. My dad's primary hobby is drag racing. so uh, That's an expensive hobby. He makes a lot of money. Oh, from, prize, from prize pools and stuff? No, 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 no. Just for his job. Oh, I got you. He can afford an expensive hobby is what you're saying. Yup, yup. Kings of War is the second hobby. And he only does that because I play. But Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Nope. So he's like, oh, I don't know. I got, might have to race that weekend. So If he's not racing, he's coming. But that's about it. I had All to right. make him. He, he. I had to make him stay home this weekend to not race and come to this tournament. So, but it's for his son. Yeah, you need to, like give him that puppy dog eyes and be like, Dad, <laughs> don't you want to spend time? I mean, you're only 21, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're 24. not like 20 what? 24. 24. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. I, I, I'm I'm making you into an infant. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean, at least you're not. Uh, you know, not that far off. No. Yeah, I was 21 when you met me. That's true. Back in 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Bug eater. Maybe we'll play a bug eater this year. We could. Yeah. We could. Now I have the same similar, very similar list. Yeah. And you have very similar yeah. lists. But you're not gonna uh, get as good dice luck. So Well, maybe, you know. And the board's not gonna be facing long ways. That was a weird that was a weird scenario. Because my plan was to use terrain because he didn't have a terrain mitigation. Yeah. Didn't let me Yeah. Well me. I've put J Boots in now just for you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's good good decision. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Anything we missed? No, I think I got it all. All right, Chief. I'll let you get over and uh, get, get get to scoring Andrew Atkins. All righty. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Welcome back to Counter Charge. And now we have Donnie. You're going to come on and talk a little bit about Lake Swat's uh, event coming up. 
Lady of the Lake. It's been a hiatus for a year or two, right? Uh, yeah, a couple of years uh, with uh, the original COVID year and then uh, one year in addition to that. Um, so, yeah, it's been gone for two years. Uh, but yeah. Popular event, though. People are excited to have it come back. Yep. Let's be sweet. Uh, what, give us the details. Yeah, there's been a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, people from all over the place uh, that have been uh, signing up for it. I don't have an exact list in front of me, but I know that there's people from at least four different, if not five different regions out of the Masters nice. signed up already. Um, but yeah, it's going to be August 20th and 21st, which of course is a Saturday, Sunday, like uh, most of the GTs are. And it is in August, um, and it's going to be back at the depot location. Uh, so uh, those of that have come to Lady Lake in past years know that it's bounced around at a few different venues, and they all have their various perks and things like that. But we are back at the big train depot venue, which has a lot of space. Yeah, it's a large uh, square footage area there. And then, of course, a bartender on site with that. Oh. And... Uh, and yeah, huge vaulted ceilings. So it's a you know nice. Uh, so vaulted me- vaulted ceilings means it's not too terribly loud in there, maybe. Yeah, it's not quite as loud as some of the like uh, smaller like height you know venues mm-hmm. are because the the sound has a little bit more space room to go. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then it's a it's a historic train depot, so it's a really cool building. And there's a lot of other things in the building as well, like a train museum and some other things too. So it's definitely a nice venue. And uh, we will be running uh, 2,300 points uh, for the tournament, and then there will be a special knight character champion. That's that's normal. You guys have run him run him every year, I think, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, and he was actually, I think, the original special character for Kings of War GTs. Uh, I think Chris, when he brought the knight character in, it was the first one, and nice. these other ones have kind of spawned from this one. And so, yeah, basically a cavalry model on the typical 25 by 50 base. Um, and uh, depending on your faction, it has uh, different stats. And uh, you can look those up on the website. And the website is? It's at lakeswatfantasy.com. And that's lake, L-A-K-E-S-W-A-T-T. Yes. Fantasy.com. Ah, yes, that's correct. Yep. Awesome. And then, of course, uh, on that website there, you can you know, link to the Lady of the Lake GT, or you can uh, go to the Lake Squat Fantasy Squad podcast. So I linked off that same website exactly. as well. Now, you guys, is it, that's played off, though you, you can listen to it from that website, too? Uh, or does it redirect you to, like, Podbean or something? Uh, you can play them directly off nice. uh, off our website. Um, and then you can also subscribe to some of the... Get on the RSS feed and as well, yeah, so Podcatcher or iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, it, uh, depending on your preference. And, and how big is Lake Squ- the Lake Swat Fantasy Club? Uh, Lake Swat Fantasy right now, um, there's probably about 16 of us in the chat, maybe 20 of us in the chat uh, that are fairly active. Uh, right now there's about... Uh, six of us that are playing super regularly and then another kind of dozen that pop in here and there. And, but only one of you that travels <laughs> to every tournament on the known planet. Yeah, I'm back into the being the heavy road warrior that I was uh, like 15 years ago back in the Warhammer Fantasy days for a little while, although it wasn't quite uh, as heavy as I am now back then, but did travel a lot when I 
first started playing Warhammer, the scene had just kind of died because there was sort of a crazy uh, personal conflict over a campaign that happened and like a whole bunch of people mass quit. Like, like in a, out of a local store or something? Just, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, and this was like, yeah, over, you know, like a decade and a half ago. Yeah. So it's like really old news. But when I first started playing, it was like right after that vacuum. And like literally for like the first six weeks I showed up, like I showed up and just like painted miniatures and like nobody was there game and nobody was there because it had kind of uh, died off. And then um, I ended up finally getting a few games in and then my first two games I got in and then like my next nine were actually all tournaments. Like I went in and started traveling and so I learned uh, Warhammer Fantasy by fire by going to tournaments. Did you Northstar GT up there, right? Uh, yeah, Northstar GT was there. That wasn't one of my first tournaments, but I did end up getting to the Northstar yeah. a number of times. And yeah, that was run by John Stenson, some yeah. of those guys yeah. saw from the Twin Cities area. Um, some of those guys have kind of they've drifted off into like yeah, Eric Hagen and, and them, other yeah. games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Hagen. I, I haven't seen Eric in years, um, but I think Eric's still playing some bolt action. But like John Stentz is definitely playing some, and yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. What other what other tournaments back in the day? Oh, uh, like Wagpaka. Wagpaka, my favorite. Think, uh, oh, it was my favorite. Um, then, of course, the original North Star, which most people don't know, is actually in Stevens Point. And that's the one that Joe used to run. Uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Rogers. Yeah, Joe Rogers and Johnny Hastings and yeah. Mike Butcher and that whole handsome Point Boys. Crew yeah, yeah Point, Point Hammer used to be my favorite <laughs> podcast. Yep. There wasn't a better show to um, listen to while you're picking up dog <laughs> on the walk, you know? It was just always apropos as I'm picking up my dog shit to listen to Johnny yeah. and the boys talk. Yeah, and I actually ran into Joe and Mike um, at uh, Dragonfall. Nice. Were they playing Saga? Uh, Infinity? Um, Infinity. Uh, Joe was playing Infinity and Mike was playing 40K. And oh, a, Mike Butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Mike Butcher and Joe haven't even seen each other in like five years. That's crazy. Like, and they used to be like really close friends. And it's weird that, you know, uh, you say that because, you know, I, I used to like, I mean, I would go to Wapak every year. I would talk to those guys a lot. And then when Age of Sigmar happened, we all just went, you know, because I know Wapaka, like one year they tried to do like Kings of War and stuff and I didn't go. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, they Age of Sigmar was kind of a, a bigger thing and they had Infinity there and stuff. But I saw him at Adepticon a few years ago. But yeah, it's 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 sad to think about it, though, because we had a lot of good friends that were part of the that once the Sundering happened, like they went different directions. Yeah, and Joe and Johnny, and I can't remember which tournament it was, but they literally ended up picking Age of Sigmar over Kings of War because there's one tournament that they really like to travel to, and that tournament went to Age of Sigmar. I'm, I don't think that tournament even exists anymore, but at the time, they had you know done it, so they they had played Age of Sigmar, and I had talked to both of them about you know playing Kings of War here and there, but you know now they both have fa- you know kids and and they don't paint as much and travel around and everything, so it's a little bit of a different. Uh, hobby uh, level than they uh, had been back in the you know fantasy days and that sort of thing but it's good catching up with some of those guys yeah it's fun again. that's one of the reasons why I do like I still like didn't go to Adepticon this year but I like to go to Adepticon because you can see a lot of people that playing other systems uh, uh, Andrew Nykamp another one up in your up oh, yep. in your neck of the yeah you still you know love playing uh, fancy with him he was a super nice guy but yeah it just was awesome back in the day mm-hmm 
Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was a big crowd, and and these days, you know, like Kings of War and Sigmar are finally getting back to kind of close what that peak fantasy crowd was at the time, mm-hmm. despite being you know different uh, different tournament scenes. Um, they both grown you know pretty large in number. We're like combined now, they're probably bigger than what fantasy used to be, but neither one is as big as fantasy was kind of at its yeah. peak in like six. Seven it's funny, I, I get then. the impression, and I'm probably way off. We have a lot, Kings of War has a lot of events, and they're on the smaller side, like 30 players-ish. And there's a lot of AOS, there's not as many AOS tournaments, but there's, they're fewer, but like, there's a few that are like really big. Like NashCon uh, has got 95 players for Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that many in my area. I don't know that many AOS tournaments. Yeah, so. there's a few AOS ones around. Like, I mean, there's one at like Renegade, which, which we yeah. put the Kings of War one with John. But then there's a AOS one, and we're actually a little bit bigger than they are. But they get a good turnout. Yeah, same thing with Bug Eater, right? Well. I think Bug Eater yeah, usually Bug Eater has an AOS, but, but we got a bigger turnout. Yeah, so it's K- weird. It, it, I guess it's just so geographics. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely geography very regional. Yeah. I think you know because it's one of those things where you have to have that nuclear base. Like and once you get that nuclear base, you can really explode to bigger numbers. But if you don't get that nuclear base, then everybody just sort of plays the game that's there already. And whether that's Kings of War or whether that's Age of Sigmar, right. that tends to end up happening because you you know no matter how much you like the game, you can't play it if you don't have anybody. Oh, uh, you're else absolutely to play right. And, and there's it, something to be said too. Like we all want to play a game that we enjoy, but at the end of the day, we're all going to play the game that our friends play, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, if you're the only one that wants to play Ninth Age, well, you're going to be lonely, right? So, mm-hmm. so you know, so there, there certainly is some uh, concessions that we have to make from time to time. But yo, well, what other details do we miss about like uh, Lady of the Lake? Uh, you got the crazy uh, deployment again. Like me, like I remember like I think had meeting engagement and like the diagonal ones and I don't think there's any crazy deployment from what I remember. I have to look over the scenario again, uh, ones, but it is ba- um, there is like a mix of different unique scenarios where there's multiple multiple wind conditions and stuff. On. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, um, I'm not seeing it on here right at the moment, and I haven't. Uh, haven't looked at the most recent update uh, data thing of it, but yeah, the scenarios are are a little bit uh, unique. Where there will be uh, there'll be like two win conditions basically. Uh, where if I remember from previous ones, each player picked pick basically picked a win condition, and then you play both you know basically play both both win conditions. And I'll have to look and see if that's how it's still going. I apologize. I should know that. Oh, that's all right. Head, but I do not. But I think that that's the way that it's going to. Be yeah, working, but and we still have the ability to, to pay and camp at Chris's house, right? And, uh, and, yep. and there's a fee, and it closes the food and stuff like that. Yep, uh, the fee to the tournament includes the picnic and the party. Uh, but if you camp, uh, it will be an additional, I think, twenty bucks, and then that includes breakfast uh, Saturday and Sunday morning. That's amazing. Uh, That's awesome. So yeah, if you uh, if you want to camp, it's pretty cheap to camp in Chris's yard, and then uh, get a couple of meals out of it as well. Uh, and then the main tournament fee uh, pays uh, pays. Now, do you camp or you just stay at home? <laughs> uh, I I just stay at home. I live less than a mile from Chris's house. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm actually closer to the venue than he is, um, and uh, yeah, it's like a six minute drive up the hill to his house from my house. So yeah, I, <laughs> I will not be camping. <laughs> I bet. Yep. I bet. Anything we missed? Uh, no, I think that's uh, everything uh, for that. Like SWAT Fantasy. 
com. Yep. Is the one, and you can get there. You can get to the Lake Swat Fantasy Podcast. You can get to the, the Lady of Lake GT. Get all the information. You can register from the website. Uh, what's the cost this year? The cost is going to be uh, $75 if you okay. register by June 1st. Otherwise, $85. Uh, if you register after that, and then awesome. that will be, uh, you get lunch and dinner on Saturday, and then lunch on Sunday for that eighty-five bucks. It's a pretty good and deal. If you pay the twenty bucks for camping, you also get two breakfasts with that. So that sounds like a pretty winning proposition. Yep. And Big Bill Varhavat, very happy. He, he, it's his favorite tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great social, you know, gathering thing. It's just, you know, it's a lot of fun to build the. You know, get done, you know, semi-early, mid-evening, and you know, just be able to go out and listen to uh, live music and hang That's out. That's right, because he's a, build, a bluegrass band or something that comes out? Uh, it depends on, the, uh, each year it's been different. Like one year we had a bluegrass band there, one year the, dra- uh, the jazz orchestra from UMD. It's like a like a 12-piece jazz orchestra from UMD played, and I'm not sure what's scheduled this year, but it'll be some sort of live awesome. be fun. music again like that, so... Uh, you're going to get to play this year too, right? Uh, yep, I've uh, I've actually only missed uh, one one lady of the lake in the entire history of the tournament dating back. Me and Chris have both each missed one. Uh, we're, we were either toing or playing in it, so um, so yeah, it's been a long <laughs> long run. Well, awesome, both. dude. Well, thanks for the information. Right to counter charge. I'm with Mr. Tim Lonis, War Chess Creations himself. Tim, how are you doing this weekend? Uh, doing good, Rob. Have yeah, good. Here. Now, you don't get out to too many tournaments, right? No. I don't know. So, you'll obviously be a bug eater. I'll be a bug eater. And, and this is the Kansas City GT. What other events do you try to hit or have hit? Um, I've hit Bison Brawl, Adepticon. <clears throat> um, that's pretty much it. Now, Adepticon, do you, are you going as War Chest Creations and selling stuff, or are you still going to play King, uh, Kings? And I just... have not hit Adepticon since I've started War Chest Creations. Okay, all right. So Adepticon's great, though. It's it a really fun event. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. Going to try to make uh, Lady of the Lake and a couple of other events. Got my son playing now, so... T3, yeah. So if he I like convince it. mom that he wants to go... That, oh, that's a bonus, right? Yeah, if, if your son wants to go and his mom, he gets his mom on board, it does give you uh, more brownie points. That's right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about War Chess Creations. It's been around several years. Mm-hmm. When did it start? And give us the impetus of what, where to come from. What, what made you want to go crazy in the garage and with like this light, giant laser cutter and now 3D printing and all the stuff? Uh, yeah, so I have um, an addictive personality. And so I don't go into anything half-heartedly. Uh, picked up... Got a laser cutter, super cheap online, and yeah. you know, as a hobby to try and play around with, and started just making things for Kings of War. I'd, I'd see something that I'd want to do, and I'm like, I need a widget for this. Well, did you buy a did you buy a budget laser cutter? Oh, yeah. or did you, did you go? In? Okay, no, no, it was a cheap little uh, Chinese K40, yeah, 40 watt laser, nothing too crazy. So, it, did, it have, did it have the power you needed? Um, you know, it would work for, you know, me small scale Yeah. for a while after, after that, you know, I really got war chest up and going, built my own laser from scratch. And how does one go about building? A, is, well, is there, are, there, are there plans online or? Uh, I did. I found some plans online. Um, so a bunch of aluminum T-rail, stepper motors, yeah, Arduino board, all kinds of stuff. Built a big laser. It worked good. It was still a 40-watt machine. Still lacked a little bit of power, but it had the bigger bed. Uh-huh. Which is important because you want to be able to put a whole bunch of stuff on there and let it go and yep. run, run, run. Yep. And then uh, about two years back, I upgraded to a 80-watt machine, which is, you know. A commercial machine? Did yeah. you? Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess building your own laser, you're a, you're a software guy, so it might make it a little easier or no? Software is a hobby. Okay. All right. I'm actually construction background. Okay. Well, then that's good. If you have a hobby in software and construction, I guess those two combined, you can build lasers. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. When did 3D printing come into the, the fold? Um, so I got into, so I got into 3d printing around the same time I got into laser cutting. It was all FDM at that time. Mm -hmm. The SLA printers, the resin printers yeah. were still, you know, not, not no, they, they were more expensive and they weren't up to the, the quality and, yep. you know, and, and they were a lot more, I guess, toxic or harder to use maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my night stalker army that T3 is playing with, that was all FDM printed, um, which I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, certainly didn't have the quality. Picked up a SLA printer a couple years back. Did a lot of printing for my local guys mm -hmm. and ended up buying like three more printers, three more uh, Saturns. Um, and then everyone started asking for prints. And man, it was, again, addictive personality. I'm up to 12 Saturns and two. 12, print 12 resin printers? Uh, 14, if you count the, <laughs> the two new photons I just put. Holy cow. And are they running full time? They run, yeah, pretty much 24 7. My goodness. I start prints in the morning before I head off to my day job and then restart prints at night before I go to bed. That's crazy. So Warchest Creations is an Etsy store, right? Is that or so I have an I have an Etsy store and then I have a separate shop. So you should also have a shop file. Okay. Are you gonna eventually just drop the Etsy and just trying to push more and more um more and more traffic to that Shopify. Does Etsy take a cut? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely want to be on your own mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. So what's the website to get to? Warchestcreations.com. All right. And you're selling, man, you sell. <laughs> Every time I go there, there's five things I hadn't seen before. What don't you sell? Um, dice? I don't sell dice yet. I actually, so I, I did order a bunch of Warchest dice. To right. Okay. Well, those you are going to maybe start selling those as well. Uh, I haven't decided to put them in the store. I kind of like the idea of them just being, uh, you know, tournament, uh, you know, prizes or, you know, giving absolutely them or whatever. Hard to come by. Hard to come you by. can't buy them. You got to just That's earn right. them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what I don't sell, I mean, realistically, if, it, if I can laser cut it, I can print it, I can fabricate it. Um, if you want it, you tell me what it is. And I've had numerous people that have reached out to me and it just becomes a product if there's a demand for it. How's the... Uh, it, I know, I know it's not 100% Kings of War, but what's the, what's the split? I mean, you get mo is it mostly Kings of War stuff, or you got, or is it like a lot of generic stuff that could be used either way? Or? Um, I sell a ton of um, rank and flake movement trades. So for like Kings of War, mm -hmm. people using them for Age of Sigmar yeah. games, and then uh, and you got some that are like just a regular movement tray with square for square bases. Yep. But then you also have the ones with the the, the holes the. The pivot right. basis, yeah, or, or the round bases, right? Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell a lot of those as well. Um, it it kind of goes in waves. I'm not sure what what the deal is. I'll Interesting. See, I'll see a month where I sell a ton of the the round bases, and then next month, and it might be you know gearing up for a Kings of War tournament. I'll I'll move a whole bunch of those multi bases. Um, I'll see. Uh, I'll see a few of those go out in big orders. People tend to order those like 40, 50 at a time, stocking up for a couple of army mm -hmm. plans, I guess. And then right now, 3D prints just through the roof, crazy. And you've got a bunch of licenses, right? I do, yeah. So what do you what do you stock? What do you license for? Uh, right now, I license the entire Highland Miniatures lines. Um, so there's uh, they got a whole undead line. They got a whole uh, like. Um, Britonia style, you know, Kingdoms mm -hmm. of Men type of thing. They actually got two different lines there. I license um, Lost Kingdom miniatures, so another... Un That's another... They've got a lot of... The, 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 the Lizardmen army that they've got is amazing. Salamanders are... Yeah, Lizardmen Salamanders yeah. are awesome. Awesome. 
they've got a you know kind of Tomb Kings esque style undead line. They've got a their Kingdoms of Mercia are absolutely the knights, the Bretonian. They're they're like they are the definitive Bretonian yep. knights. Yep. And then my my Abyssal Dwarf army um, that I play is actually their full. Um, Magmoran Dwarf line. What's funny about that is they used to be a resin company and they used to make models and then, you know, over the years it just transitioned away. And and there's there's still pumping out really great stuff. I, I'm I'm still thinking that's the future. I think you're going to see more and more people go to a model where they may still manufacture some of their own, but they're more licensing um, printing. It saves them warehousing, it saves them manufacturing costs, tooling, all that yeah. overhead. Um, so yeah, I license them, and then uh, Resinous Warfare, Rav, uh, Resin Warfare, I believe it is. They do a whole line of rats. I've got them. That's my rat army. Um, and then, boy, I can never remember how to pronounce it. Tixarly Factory, T X A R L I. Um, they do a line of um, undead as well. Yeah, like Empire Dust stuff. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. awesome um, stuff. I think those are the one, the main ones that I've I've got right now. And then I'm always looking for holes. Um, in realistically, the way I, I choose, I'm like, what what <clears throat> kings of arm kings of war army do I not support? And that's what I'm looking to pick up. Awesome. Let's just talk a little bit about your Larak and Slave Army you're playing this weekend. What made you take Rack and Slaves? You just want something fun? Uh, something fun, yeah. So I like I like the idea of trash, right? Yeah. You, you don't care if trash dies. No. All the slave warriors have the last breaths and yep, so they all blow I up. Care. Yeah. I want them to die. And it's just fun when they blow up. Exactly. Yeah, and that was the whole. That's fun though. Now, is it that's a three D printed or? Yeah, that's that's all the uh, resin warfare uh, rats that I. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about the software you're building. Sure. Does it have a name? Is it just tablescore.com? Uh, right now, working title is just tabletopscore.com. Tabletop score. Yeah. Well, where? Let's start way back when. What? What made you? Hey, I'm going to write the best Kings of War tournament software on the planet. Uh, sure. So uh, the. Uh, Omaha Outlanders group we were sitting around talking about um, running tournaments and all the paper involved and um, Warscore was I think being phased out and you know there were yeah Warscore I think they turned the servers off and right. it was like alright and tabletop TOs out there but it's very limited it's really not written for Kings of War yep. uh, so if you just have battle scores great but if you don't have battle scores you want some kind of subjective soft score you know if you want soft scores uh, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really you know, I guess it does blackjack okay because it's kind of written for blackjack. But mm-hmm. anything else, kind of on your own. Yeah. So we were we were talking about that uh, leading up to one of the bug eaters. Um, I mentioned so I'm construction worker by trade. Uh, the last few years I work, I've moved more into a corporate position with the company. I work. I'm a product owner, so um, my whole job right now is providing requirements and and you know business process for our software. And so I started going down my product owner hat, right? Like. Well, what would you like it to do? What, if you could have your dream, right? And we started driving out requirements, and I said, yeah, I could build that. Um, so Bug Eater last year, I proof of concepted something using Google, Google Forms, Google Sheet background. It worked pretty good, and then spent a month or two in my garage getting kind of the minimum viable product out, and now just refining it. Yeah. And uh, so the big thing I wanted uh, going into this was to give a TO the ability to collect and track anything they want, right? Because whether it's, and knowing Kings of War tournament, right, you have this event, right, is Blackjack, Bug Eater is not. There was another event last weekend, um, I believe it was Vanguard. Um, he used a slightly different scoring. Like everybody, everybody uses different scoring, yeah. yeah. And even if, you're, even if you're out of the book... You may have objective bonuses. You may have, right. you, and, and the soft scores are different, right? So, 
Yeah, so I wanted to give the TO the ability to create their own forms, create their own data, write their own um, you know, formulas for mm -hmm. how I'm going to calculate score. And then that's that's kind of what this thing does is it, it puts all that power in the TO's hand and lets them do whatever they want and then get everything off of paper. That's a big thing. I was just going to say, I, I hate paper. Mm -hmm. I hate printing player packs. I hate having to print anything. Yep. And uh, I think uh, the fact that it's that it's a website, I think, is easy. Everybody, most most everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> can have a phone in their pocket that can access the web nowadays. Yep. Um, so who's the worst TO that's used your software to deal with? The worst? <laughs> <laughs> who's the one that's broken it the most? Um, well... <laughs> So the only one that's really, really broken it was actually this event here. Uh, <laughs> Michael Sigler. Yeah. Okay. Not, not sure what he did. Still got to figure out how he did it. But um, there's been a couple of little bugs that we've seen at some of the other events. Most of them have been uh, the software doing exactly what it's supposed to do. But um, I messed up the logic in writing their formula for the math. Right. That. So right. Calculate right. Well, you've yeah. used it at uh, Dead of Winter, I think, with Mike Rossi. Dead of JT with Mike Atkins. Obviously, Bug Eater. Uh, with uh, Adam mm -hmm. here at Kansas City GT. Yep. And we're going to use it at Masters, I think, uh, in Seattle. I think there's some talk about that. Uh, need to get that finalized. Yeah. Uh, Adam said they'll be reaching out about that. Yeah. Used it at March Hare. Um, there was a one-day event in Minnesota. That's right. John Becker ran. Yeah. Uh, no, John Becker. Was it Donnie? Uh, no, Jason Burr. Jason Burr, okay. So Beck, uh, John Becker was going to use it, um, ended up not just because of the way that he does his pairings. It did not support that at that time. But now it does. Uh, I haven't built out that full functionality yet. Okay. So he's got, uh, he's got some logic in his pairing where he tries to match um, or keep players from the same city matching for round one and then players from the same group for round two. I don't, it, was, it was really deep, and it just was not a use case that I had. Well, I don't think many people, like you know, club affiliation or something like that. that. Absolutely. You know, a couple rounds maybe, but yeah, if there's double layers of that, same city, same club, it's like, uh, it gets complicated. Well, and the, the fewer players you have, the less options the computer has to, yeah. <laughs> to match people up. So it will it will actually block club affiliation. That is that is something that is considered as well as. Oh, I'm super pumped about running it at, at uh, Kings of Memphis. We've got 36 paid, so we'll probably be you know 40 ish. So it'll be fun. Yeah. And we have a I don't know. I mean, we have a, a scoring system that's kind of sort of out of the book, but not really. I mean, it's 15. Uh, 15, 10, 5, and then there's a kill point score, yeah. which goes up plus or minus 5, and then you have up to 6 points in bonus objectives. Sure. So it's, you know, the other systems wouldn't, you, you'd have to you have to spreadsheet it, or you have to, you know, and this is going to just, I mean, the one thing I think I love about it, and first time, this, by the way, it's the first time I've used it, you don't do any of the math. No. You just, in this event, if it's, we're playing push, just tell the just tell the score sheet. Put on the score sheet. How many tokens do you have? Yeah, <laughs> and, and how many points did you kill? Yep, and let them figure everything else out. Yep. So you tell it what you did, and it'll tell it how you did. Exactly. So what's next for? I mean, obviously you're going to continue to refine, and you're going to continue to work out kinks if as they as they manifest. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of bugs that we're still <clears throat> running to ground. Um, so on the roadmap for it in the future. Um, building out some more on the messaging so that uh, as the TO progresses the round, it'll send out a text message alerting the players, uh, you know, the new round started, here's who your opponent is, there's the table you're supposed to be on, this is the scenario, and if they've submitted their list, here's a copy of their list for you to look at. That's awesome. Yeah. And, text, and you, know, you know, one thing, too, text messaging is awesome, too, because, you know, everybody 
may not have notifications for email, but everybody usually, everybody. Uh, boom, there it is right there. It's going to come right across the screen, whether your phone's on or not. You're, boom, here it is. Yep. You're playing XYZ in round in round four. So that's that's a big one that's coming. Uh, now, is there a cost to that for you? Is there is there a cost to, to, to have text messaging? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, all right. Um, yeah, so right now all the costs war chest is eating everything yeah. as we get through this beta phase. As as we get more towards a more public release, start look at what that model might look like. Whether well, I mean, Tabletop TO has that too, right? Like a page, like you, if you want to use it, uh, you. I mean, it's not a huge amount, but if you've got a, a service that's going to cost money, you, you gotta you gotta yep. cover that cover that cost. Yeah, so that that's a big feature that's that's coming here soon. Actually, hoping to have that before your event. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then another big one, uh, I've been in talk with Greg's over at Easy Army. And so he's working on giving me essentially a link back into his system so that players can send their list directly into my, my uh, tabletopscore.com, right? So that... Um, you know, That's amazing. Submit your list that way. Plus, I'll be able to do analytics based on like who's taking what, how are those lists performing, what units are winning. Well, all the data is there, right? All the data. A data miner will just be like, oh, I'm sure Nick Williams is chomping at the bit to right. get, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. So that, that's a big one that's coming as soon as he gets that link built. And that's uh, that's the thing I think we've been missing is maybe some more of the sophisticated connections. We have a lot of like, all right, we have really good army building software. We've got, they're not all interconnected, and I think that'll just make things that much easier. And all that pushes the need for paper to go away. Yeah. We don't need paper. Yep. Yeah, and absolutely. And then right now, the system is not really open to the public. I mean, anyone can find it. Yeah. Um, your registration is going to be a little bit difficult and non-functional. Yeah. Um, but as soon as as soon as I get a couple of these uh, stabilization things figured out, we'll open that up to the public, let people register. They'll be able to look for events, search for them by area, by uh, game system, by name, whatever they want, register. What other games are you thinking about? I mean, obviously, you started with Kings of War. What other games? You support any game. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the beauty of the system. If you can if you can write logic, if you can think of what the mm -hmm. logic is of how you want to score, you're good to go. It's just sort of like just informs too, right? Like, yeah. You just say I'm gonna collect. I'm gonna collect win. I'm gonna collect attrition. If you want to collect the color, you know, scheme they used for whatever reason, right? You could do that. Yeah. And give them a point for it. That's awesome. Whatever you come up with, you can collect it. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. You I bet. appreciate it, Tim. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, this is Countercharge. We're back after the done and dusted and all the wars have been, well, our war has been com completed. wasn't much of a war. Uh, but uh, So I'm here with the eventual winner. We haven't officially announced it yet, but you had like 70-some points, and you just got like 20 more, so you're like in the 90s or something. I was in... something like that. And the person in second place, you had already played Andrew Mitten, so even if he scored 21, he's at... 30 points behind you. Yeah, he he was 12 points behind me going into this, I think. So there's no way. Did that does that affect your play? You just you're just here to break decks. I just play every game uh, individually. Uh, really thinking about the overall of the tournament, I think usually doesn't help. No. Uh, so well, because you get disappointed sometimes, right? Like when soft scores come bite you in the ass, like at Lone Wolf, <laughs> which is yeah. I know you won't say that, but you know, I mean, it does, it, it's got its thing. Like you go five and zero, oh and you're like. Well, yeah, but uh, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, even reflecting back to Lone Wolf, my toughest game was against John Green, yeah. who won it all, and uh, just kind of thinking, you know, 
what could I have done better in the game in the moment to have a better win for? Each. It was a small win to you. It was a small. It was a thirteen to seven. Okay, so smallest, six points. Yeah. Smallest difference uh, I had all tournament, um, and I did have opportunities uh, to where I could have um, taken tokens, uh, loot tokens, and ran them behind impassable terrain and basically just blocked him off early on and played a delay game um so just things like that that i look at and i'm like okay next time i'm in this situation i'll i'll play safer for the, the win overall. and this is the army that you you won best general with that you brought to it's a night stalker tell us that dirty dirty list <laughs> uh, it's it's deceivingly dirty like you start to get like you're, you're, you're in it and all of a sudden you're like it's really dirty with the stealthy and the spell ward. And the, yeah. It, it's yeah. like you can't do anything to get this army. Well, I couldn't anyways. Anyways. Yeah. So I got four hordes of scarecrows um, for, for unlocks, and they're also just really cheap. Just throw them in there, man. 20 nerve, right? 21 nerve. Who cares? They're, they're chaff, and, I mean, they're fearless. So And they do kill sweet breakers. Yeah. You got to give them a flank. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they got what three flanks the whole game. That one single horde went boom, 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 boom. Yeah, just waver, kill, kill. <laughs> it was crazy. But um, I got two troops of reapers. I gave one of them the boots of striding. I have uh, three soul flares, um, and then I have two mind screeches, uh, two horror rift weavers. Uh, and then I have three Butcher Flesh Rippers and a uh, Dread Fiend who has the Trickster's Wand, which almost never works. So. Well, it didn't work. You just didn't roll it, though. Well, I rolled the first turn against uh, Nam, failed, and I'm like, all right, let's get in combat. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that you got it on the, the Dread Fiend. I like that. That's an interesting use for it. The, Rather than wasting... The height four is what That's I find big because ogres are prevalent mm -hmm. and other... Uh, Casters that are, you know, you run into a lot of large infantry units mm -hmm. that are trying to block for uh, a caster. So. Yeah. So we played Smoke and Mirrors. So we played, we played Smoke and Mirrors, right? Uh, or no. School? Was it Fools? No, Salt of the Earth. That's, That's what we played. Yeah. We played Salt of the Earth in, the in Game 5. And so, um, I mean, I'll just tell you, when we lay the, to when we lay the tokens down and we roll for sides, um, I was like, I, I took the side and I'm like, okay, here's, here's the only way I'm going to win this game. I need to get the first turn, and I'm going to blow up the one that had, I basically had Kuzlo on one token, and I'm going to put Scouts on another, blow those two up. There's one in the back corner, and I'm going to blow everything else up I come in contact with and just try to keep one or two alive back. In that, and, and, but you got the first turn. Yeah. You jumped on the one token. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I did blow up the Kuzlo token, but, like, yeah, it, it, it went downhill from there pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of saw what you were looking for, and mm -hmm. honestly, we, it sounds like we had the same idea on the left flank where there were three very congested, mm -hmm. uh, and Just you see how it goes. You deployed almost all of your units over there, so hundred percent on the right flank, except for one scout unit and and, and Kuzlo all the way to the left flank. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I was looking at it as uh, very similar, where I'm like, okay, I want to move forward. I want to destroy these on the on my left flank. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically allowing you to have one token that I wasn't expecting to get control of. Um, and then I'll, you've got three. I'll have three. Yeah, so. exactly. That are in two in your deployment zone and one in the middle of the table that you're in control of. Yeah. Right. So since I got first turn, I was able to get the one in the middle, which otherwise would not have been there. Uh, and then 
my game plan would have been the same. It's just two to two for me, one for you. Exactly, and it ended up being three three zero because right. we ended up blowing up four tokens uh-huh. and leaving three and two in your deployment zone, and then the one uh, in the center. In the center, basically. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugly man, it was uh, it was uh, it was an ugly game. It was well, what I mean by that, it, it was a we were fighting on turn two, right? And it was just like it was bloody, super bloody. Um, obviously, more bloody for me. I lost everything but uh, one warlock and and Ka- uh, Ka- Ka- Kuzlo, Kuzlo, and uh, you you only lost thousand points, so no big deal. Yeah, that's easy for you, man. You just, more scarecrows. Yeah, yeah. So what other what other players did you play uh, this weekend? Um, I started off playing Andrew Atkins. How did you do the same thing to him you did to me, I assume? Because his list is maybe a little bit less. He doesn't have the Siege Breaker. He's got Boomers. He, yeah. And you have Stealthy, so. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, so I uh, we played Rays, and, uh, again, I got first turn, which was huge in the scenario. Um, and, I, you know, he's forced to come up a little bit and protect the tokens that I've put out there, so it kind of spreads his army out. Which mm-hmm. is exactly what I want. Um, and starting turn two, I, I got a flank charge on Boomers. Uh, turn three, my Reapers are in a flank of uh, Siege Breakers. Like it, it just kind of uh, spiraled out downhill from there. So you beat him twenty-one nothing, I assume. It was a uh, twenty to one. Right. He he got enough kill points off me. There wasn't as big of a biggest spread. And who was you playing game two? Uh, game two was against. Uh, uh, Michael's dad, so Chris Sigler. Yeah, because um, well, he got a victory in the first round. He did. And I heard he going into that game, he was 1-0 against you. Yeah. He, did you avenge your – I assume you avenged yourself. I, I did. Did you pound him into the ground? Uh, I got a 20 on that one as well. Okay. So, uh, but I'm sure he learned something from the, from the opportunity. Yeah, I I mean – You're gentle. He uh, – <laughs> he, He's been playing Michael mostly. He plays at a couple of uh, local one-day events and whatnot, trying to get him to Bug Eater. Uh, so he he knows his army very well, but he doesn't know mm-hmm. much of what other stuff does. So I'm, you know, during the game, trying to coach him. What what does Night Stalkers do? Yeah. Does he had some Night Stalkers in his list? He yeah, like he Shadow has, Hulks. He has Twilightkin. Yeah, so he has the Shadow Hulks. He had Butcher regiments mm-hmm. and hordes. Uh, um, but yeah, but he didn't have. The the MVP of the in my mind the MVP of the unit is the is the Rift Reavers, is that what they're called horror Rift Reavers right Rift Reavers yeah because only Night Stalkers can get those because they they have dread right yep they have spell ward yes they are D six plus six attacks yes hitting on threes yes crushing one yes that's complete garbage like for a hundred and ten points it's unbelievable like 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 I'm just thinking in my head like they're they're kind of a spellcaster right. But they, but they're no, they're not. Like they hit you. They're they're awesome. They're a support unit that yeah. gets in there and helps finish off. And I guess you don't have brutal in your list, or you could get brutal. No, no, you have the dread instead. Yeah. So no need for brutal. Just no. Well, no, especially when you got two sources of it, I'll you can pretty much cover the entire battle line. I have three because the dread fiend. Oh, the dread fiend. Right, right, right. The dread fiend has dread as well. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's three, uh three sources of dread. Two. And how many soul flares? Of uh, four. Three, 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 yep. three regiments. Three regiments. Yeah, you can only take them in regiments. So, oh, that's right. I guess if they were hordes, they people would take them as hordes. Yeah, twenty-four attacks with a horde hitting on like three thunder, one crush, one. Yeah, they'd be dracon horde, dracons with twenty-four attacks instead of eighteen. And right, I don't think anybody wants to see thirteen, fifteen nerve though is pretty good it on is. those. It's a little higher than I would expect a regiment to have. But I mean, I guess ogre regiment is 
is the same. So 12, 14 is probably average, but they gave them a, a little bit of a bump, I think, because there's no horde option and their defense four. Right. Defense four is big. But most of the time, the defense four doesn't really come into play because I'm, you know, stealthy and spell war. You're not getting shot, typically. Right. And it, yeah. And really, in combat, most people have, well, I don't know, most people. I mean, Crush 2 is pretty prevalent. Yeah. But most so. of the time, I'm I'm getting the first hit. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Usually in a flank. So you beat Andrew, you beat Chris. Who'd you go into in game three? Uh, then I played the other Andrew, Andrew Mitten. Who, so you beat all the Ogre players here today. Uh, so I don't feel bad then. Well, all right. I, uh, I went, I played against uh, Dustin's Ogres and Lone Wolf and then Andrew Atkins. Dustin's Ogres is a pretty good list. Oh, it is. With a lot of bodies and stuff, yeah. And Andrew Atkins Ogres as well at Lone Wolf. So, so you played five Ogre players with this and you're 5-0. Oh you're, you're and oh. games, yeah. So if you guys want to beat the Ogres. Uh, just play this list. Yeah, just play. It doesn't matter who's piloting the Ogres. It sounds like. <laughs> and then who'd you, so game four, who'd you play? Oh, you played John Becker with his Night Stalkers with Ogre Allies. Right. So, okay, so ten and a half Ogres. That I played. Yeah. Yeah. But were those Berserker Braves that I saw? No, he has uh, just the uh, Warrior Regiments. Mm. Um, for the unlocks for the characters, he gets a Warlock and a Sergeant with the I see, with the bow. With the bow, yeah. But you didn't have a problem. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a scary list, but really it, it came down to he didn't uh, spike enough rolls with the lightning bolt because he has three mind screeches, three horrors, uh, one with the boomstick, and then the warlock as well. Which is up to six. Yeah. He has, what is that, 18 lightning bolt from the mind screeches, uh, 9, 11 from the horrors, so that's 29. And then five on usually from the other guys, so he has 34 lightning bolts in the list, mm -hmm. uh, which you know against any other night stalker player would just be the death of them. But if you have two sources of uh, spell ward, and when your opponents don't roll very well for their spells too, it helps. So uh, soul players are they, are they nimble? They're not. No. I'm just glad I had Kuzlo being able to make some uh, regen rolls. That's about the only thing that kept him on the table. Oh, yeah. You you hammered him with lightning bolt. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you had to stay there to uh, burn the tokens mm -hmm. turn one, which allowed me to soul flare. Yeah, we got the soul flares into him on the turn two. And my idea with that was I just want to see if I can get a lucky waiver at that point because yeah. I figured he's going to run away from me if I don't. Exactly. You know, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have moved him far away from the soul flares. I should have probably just like went to the flank and pivoted. And then made you either turn to face me, right, or you fly away and give me a rear, which wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, once, yeah, once you decided to go, kind of, that gave you an extra soul flare. You just yeah, jacked me up with. They, they came <laughs> over and did a couple of things. Oh, they did a couple. They they took out siege breakers. They took out yeah, they a lot of stuff. Well, they they only took out the. Uh, uh, what's it called the scout unit? Oh, that's true. They took out the dogs. They took out the dogs. But then I, was that the same unit that eventually got into combat with the warrior unit near the end of the game? And took and those guys. They were they they did the first wave and then they wa wavered and got bounced back. But you had other guys that could go in and finish them off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good game, man. So congratulations. Obviously, you won't, won't accept it yet, but it's coming. Ninety. You got like almost hundred points. I think there's I no way a paint score or or a uh, sports score is gonna reduce this down far enough. Uh, even if Travis willed it, I don't think it could happen. Yeah, he didn't bring his goblins, so I you know it's a good. It was still. A, I hadn't played against it before, and in retrospect, I should just pushed it all forward and just ran at him, like I did with Mark Cox, and and uh, I pushed the foot around, and he just shot off, and it was like, Ugh. 
But like, and then by the time I got more aggressive, it was like, oh, it's too late now. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't have enough pieces left. So yeah, he's playing Order of the Brother Mark, right? So yes, yeah. It's a. Uh, He's just having fun, though, right? He's bringing the goblins to... Well, he's not coming to Masters. Right. So... Uh, but he will have the goblins at Bug Eater. And we hope... He's talking about Kings of Memphis. We need to get you there, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll have Jeff O'Neill and Travis on top table at some point. Goblin on Goblin. Yeah. Settle... Have they played? Have they ever played? Uh, I don't think they have, no. I know. Settle the score, man. I know Travis has played Shannon a couple times. Goblin on Goblin. Uh, yeah, and I, I played that Goblin. That Goblin list is... Rough. Yeah. <laughs> you got the trick with Shannon though, you just gotta give him timeout. That's the trick. Yep. Just give him timeout. Yep. That's true. He likes to just like methodically think, 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 think. So <laughs> so bug eater's next for you and then masters. Yep. And then uh what else you got? Anything else this year? Uh definitely doing lady. That's uh, yeah hundred percent on my books. Um and two weeks after Lady there's uh Iowa GT mm-hmm. so, Labor Day weekend. Um, try try to do that for Lady. Steven DeRose runs a good event from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot and it's close to you, right? Like an hour away? Yeah, two two hours, but yeah. It's uh it's a morning morning of drive over play. Like this games. one. Yeah, this one was two and a half hours away. So That's amazing. <laughs> Where were you not at Kings of Winter? That's only like Three, four hours from here, right? Uh, it's, but it's two hours from here, I think. Right, so it's like five, five and a half for us. Oh, I hear excuses, Adam. No, it's it's definitely within our wheelhouse. Like we we drive eight to ten hours average for most of our tournaments. So um, December's just kind of a rough time of year for not only me but also Billy and Travis, who mm-hmm. we normally go with. So um, it it just hasn't worked out for us, but it's always one that we are. Consider trying to get to every year. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, congratulations. You can say congrats. You can say you're, you're welcome because I know you know it's going to happen. Well, thank you. Yeah, but it's a little premature. We don't know yet who where where the final rankings will be. Awesome. We'll see you a bug eater. Yes. See you there. Yes, sir. You're not playing though, right? You're just no. you're just running it. Just but now that you have this really cool software for more just creations, Travis does. Travis need to be there to help put the scores in. You can just run it yourself. Yep. And you're up to forty with bug eater, right? Uh, we are at 42. Okay, and it's BugEaterGT.com? Uh, BugEaterGT.something. And that's the where you can go register, pay, all that good stuff, get signed up. June what? Uh, June 4th and 5th. In Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska, yep. It's in a high school. It's awesome. It's it is. one of the craziest venues around. It's, it's great. So 2,200 points plus a special character, the uh, Plague Doctor or Plague Bringer. And you can be on a 20 or 25 millimeter base? Yes. It's an infantry model. Yep. And, and the, what are the special rules? Um, so the they, they are slightly different, but uh, we... Bug Eater has kind of a history of giving uh, what some people would consider overpowered character. Like a giant that has a wind blast? Yes. <laughs> I think Michael's still lamenting the fact that I had a giant with wind blast to keep pushing his, wind, his stampedes. Yep. So. And that wind blast did damage, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, what, the next year we had uh, Ronnie the Bard, which was this crazy blunderbuss uh, bard that exploded into, like, extra D6 damage and, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then we had Pizza Jesus last year, who had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I've seen lots of cool models here that yes. people made for that, where, like, you got a guy with a pizza on a, like a, like a speeder and stuff. Yep. Super cool. Uh, but yeah, this year the we're giving you two options. Uh, you can pick either one, no matter what alignment you are. But there's like a themed good and a themed evil one. So the uh, plague doctor is the good themed guy. Uh, he'll he'll have radiance of life. Ooh, 
I like that with cheeseburgers. Yes. Yes. You'll like it even more, Rob. Let me continue. So, okay. Um, so <laughs> you have me hit radiant to life. So the broken we gave him. Uh, so you, we have a list of five spells he can choose from. You pick three of those five spells uh, that you keep for the entire tournament. Um, like Bane Chant 3 is one of them. Uh, Heal 6. Uh, Celestial Restoration 3. Heal 6? Heal 6. I'm just thinking like, okay, now I'm going to rock with your Heal 7, Heal 6. Uh-huh. Ready to life. Yep. You're selling me on this guy. It, it gets better. So um, he also has uh, Bastion 3. Um, as what is that? Is that rally? What is that? It's rally. Rally on ogres. The the unit oh. that gets hit also oh. benefits. The That's pretty one. nice. It's really good. So, um, and I think alchemist curse four is another option for him. So nice. Uh, but he gets elite when targeting friendly units with spells. Oh my gosh! And for every six you roll uh, when targeting a friendly unit, that unit is affected by bark skin two. What? So well, Bark is the one that just gives you the you, the stuff on it, right? Yeah, like you have you, like temporary, like like chips, yeah, like little shield that knocks. Out. Okay, yeah. right, right. I, you can see I never played a Bark game before. Yeah. But yeah, so your siege breakers will not only be uh, <laughs> some stupid <laughs> stuff here, <laughs> but the the plague bearers even more. Oh, I'm excited. Now, what's the other guy? What's the yeah. negative guy? So the plague bearer is the evil guy. Yeah, um, he has the same stat line. Instead of radiance of life, he has cloak of death. Um, and then his five spells, he has the Bane Chant 3 also. Um, he has uh, Mind Fog 4. He has uh, Scorcher 3. Um, trying to think the other ones real quick here. Those are the three that I've seen most common. Uh, I can't remember. That's fine. You can go on the website. They've got the Bard rules there, right? Or the, the Plague Doctor, Plague Bearer rules there. Uh, drain life six, I think, or seven, something like that as well. And I forget the last one. But his uh, special ability is when targeting enemy units uh, with his spells, he has elite and vicious. And then any spell that normally would not deal damage will also roll for damage. Wow. So the Mind Fog 4 mm -hmm. is actually very good. Um, and not only do you roll for damage, you blast D3 as well. Holy shnikes. So that mind sounds pretty awesome, too. And now I'm, I'm in a little bit of a quagmire here because Drain Life, I like Drain Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, uh, he ins uh, the, both, both of them inspire as well. Um, but on top of that, uh, any enemy unit that takes a wound from the Plague Doctor is also affected by weakness. Plague Bearer. Plague Bearer. Yeah. Plague bringer. Yep. Yeah. Plague. Yeah. Plague bringer. The evil guy that we were just talking. Exactly. About. So, well, awesome, man. This sounds great. Yeah. Then you got room for what? 50? 60? 70? 100? Infinite. Keep signing up. Yeah. We we got a gym that we're not using yet. So. Fantastic. And as long as we keep, let's be honest, we're much bigger than than uh, the other other games. Is like AOS, right? Yeah. Those games. Um, but. I will say that uh, 40k for uh, Bug Eater already has 100 players signed up. Really? Yeah, that's it's, pretty good. If it's not the biggest tournament uh, in outside, like an Adepticon or something, it, it's probably the biggest. But I, I'd be surprised to hear of a bigger one. Interesting. Well, awesome, man. Safe travels home. Congratulations on the big win. We'll see you at Masters. Hopefully, you're gonna feel better. 
Yeah, that was sorry. My uh, my voice is almost gone here, basically. So sorry, I didn't acknowledge that earlier. But <laughs> yeah, that's why you sound a little bit a little bit under the weather. Yeah, allergies are kicking your ass. Allergies are kicking my ass, and uh, it's turned into like a sinus infection as well. So uh, yesterday was especially rough on game three, uh, but got a good night's sleep and party too hard. So exactly. Well, awesome, man. We'll see you at Bug Eater. Thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 